city of Corvosa, largest in Varesia, greatest of the Chalaxian colonies. Her past rulers had never sat easily upon the Crimson Throne, but now a spark of change burns through our city. For good or for ill, let us see what is written in the cards. My name is Zalara Zendane. I am a Harrow Reader from West Dock. I am also dead. This is not my story, nor even the story of the heroes who would rise to defend our city in the days to come. Rather, it is the story of Corvosa. Sugar Fuel Gamers, in association with RPGMP3.com, present Curse of the Crimson Throne, a Paizo Adventure Path. Episode 109. Previously. <laughs> oh, this was. <laughs> Seriously, did we just want to go back on actually role-playing and just go you guys? Sorry, Sabrina I got a blade, Zanmangaroff got paid. Here's what's next in Corvosa. <laughs> How much it's, sugar have we collectively had on this table? None. It's just None. one of those evenings. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, uh, Lucy was all mad with Sabrina, but then yes. it turned and, out and she and was riding a dragon, so Lucy just sexed her up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that um, solving all their problems with sex instead of talking won't come back to bite them in the ass at any yeah. stage. Relationship no, problems resolved via sex instead of communication. Yeah. As long as we're hot, there's no problem. Hey, it was sex and dragons. That's an important distinction. <laughs> Yeah. Also, no, that's, that's the other campaign I'm running. That's S and D. Oh yeah. Please, please move on. Also, what else happened? Uh, uh, you just talked to the resistance. Ah, uh, yeah. So we spent most of the session talking. And met one eyed Crusadia Croft. Yeah. About our space mercenary. Yeah, that was awesome because we really did get to catch up on a lot of NPCs and find out what, some stuff about what was going on and so on. Uh, and Elagos got to actually see some bits of Corvosa. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, um, saw, I saw only like grand, 30, um, 30 bash because yeah, we meant to see it in the Yeah, only 30 sessions into the city-based campaign did yeah. Elagos get to see the city. Yeah. I do feel like um, starting in the wilderness really let me bond with the, you guys with yeah. all yeah. the distractions though, so I'm yeah. pretty happy with how it's turned out. Uh, Silver talked to Elagos about the um, assorted moral and ethical implications yeah, yeah. of using Shredwing, whether it was a good idea or not. For cursed. <laughs> yeah. For a moral, the moral of the story, the answer more terrible and great. Jack yeah. got some sort of um, foreshadowing or plot hook about Blackjack. Yep, which I'm going to investigate on my own or possibly with Lucy because and I do have people who know something about my secret identity. Then we've totally got this helped. list. Yes. <laughs> so I would suggest that we do the same thing and kick it off with a group session and all go see Iliosa. Yeah. yeah. And then we can try and knock time. off some more downtime in the effort of not needing four sessions to do our downtime like we usually do. Mm. But I'm pretty sure it will wind up that way. But yeah, well, let's clip through them as efficiently as we practically can. Cool. All right. So, um, what's your aim with going to see Iliosa in terms of who's there? Like, if you're going to formally debrief her on what's happening with the Shawante, um, then you will uh, almost undoubtedly get Tanith in the picture as well. Um, if not, um, you can assume that you um, give her the formal debrief on what's happening there. Because we're effectively just briefing her about our cover mission and letting her know we're alive and stuff. Very much so. We're um, not going to be talking about anything super secret, so I don't see any reason that Tanith can't be there. I think we actually want a formal meeting with the yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I get to meet Tanith. It's sad that I'm more excited about meeting Tanith. <laughs> <laughs> it is a little bit, yeah. Because <laughs> um, the thing is, we sort of, you know... 
it's not that we're scared of going to see Iliosa, but we're not necessarily... I think some of us aren't necessarily opposed to there being a few more witnesses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, oh, of course, you mean you're adding a tenor. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, because we've moved the lounge it's around, I'm a, little enough, too close, I'm a little too you close to Yeram. Yes, table. but at that point, I'm actually sticking my socks into Yeram's uh, face. You could do it. If you move stuff off here, you can do it with this. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> this is the tenor defense. Oh, my God. I drew a yeah, with a spy showing it. Yeah, you're going to regret being keen to see the same piece. <laughs> Alrighty, so we are going to see Iliosa and formally brief her on our, the success of our peace mission with this Giante and sure. stuff. So, um, this is, you know, your presence in the city may or may not be a secret to her, but she's pretty much an intelligent woman and is running on the assumption that if you were running back in to tell her, oh, fuck, there's a giant Giante army behind us, you'd have probably done that a bit yeah. quicker. <laughs> so... When she meets you, um, you are in the throne room of Corbosa. There are two other, there are um, other people miscellaneously here. Um, a variety of grey guards, sort of outside the room. Um, obviously, coming in, security at the palace has increased. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, we probably need to go to the what Elagos sees. Now I'm self-conscious about this mechanism. Don't touch your face, Now, now, Yaren. Coronavirus. Now, Yaren's self-conscious about the hair flipping as well. (laughs) Okay, so, Alagos, as you head to Castle Corvosa, it is very easy to find. Yeah, it's built on the pyramid. Yes, it is a huge, big, very medieval Gothic-style castle. Uh, Can in fact see it behind all these people fighting on the dragon. My goodness, that doesn't match at all with the pyramid architecture. <laughs> no, but they have what, li- a, what a horrible combination! Yeah, they have literally been built by two entirely different people, so that's yes. intentional. Yes, but as a person who was alive during the pyramid <laughs> epoch, I'm yeah. like, but but it, they could have. Com- that was a decent masterpiece. Somebody just wrote. <laughs> So, um, the, the I figured you'd disapprove as an archaeologist. <laughs> the flat pyramid beneath, um, from what Elagos has seen of it, um, compared to what Elagos has seen of it, um, actually looks a great deal more polished, a great deal more finished, and to some extent a great deal less interesting because it really does seem to serve no purpose other than being a gigantic elevation platform and staircase for the castle. Mm. It's no doubt strategically um, useful to them and um, visually appealing and all the rest of it, but, you know, whatever Cassavon was building with this flat pyramid has now been thoroughly replaced by a giant staircase functionally. Um, I, I don't like Cassavon, but, but, but I... Mm. But you don't like architecturally poor, poor choices either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and large castle Corvosa on top. Um, to be honest, based off Alagos's life experiences, you probably don't get any particular impression out of the fact that it's full of armored gu- um, guards. Honestly, the 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 biggest um, the biggest settlement I've seen personally would be the fortress <laughs> of Belkzen. Yeah, yeah. So is it anything like the Fortress of Belkzen? 
Uh, it is substantively less of a fortress. Yeah. But it, it has that same vaguely militant air about it. Yeah. Lots of guards, lots of people paying attention, all yeah. that sort of thing. Um, this is, of course, kind of new. Mm-hmm. Uh, the very vague sense of sort of disorganization you had coming in here previously mm-hmm. has been replaced by a sense of... Um, perhaps almost ruthless efficiency, when you come in, the Grey Guard who are on the gate pretty much recognise who you yeah. guys are without blinking, um, and will salute you. They're not per se expecting you. Yet by the time you arrive at the top of the staircase, because now there are guards at the bottom as well, um, a functionary is ready for you and waiting. It's not a functionary that's hanging around to greet whoever. He's here for you, so... They've obviously got some sort of ch- chain of efficient communication now going up and through. Um, while we're climbing the giant staircase, I'm going to ask Garin a bunch of long-winded questions about the architecture of the castle and the stonework. And you'll get some long-winded answers. Yep. Yeah, long-winded! <laughs> <laughs> so I believe the premise is internet, it is actually dwarven made, isn't it? What is the castle? I believe so. I, I like... Because not all of it was, because they, they used to be... Here in like the, the settlement was originally here in Old Corvosa, and it was a military fort. And then when they beat the Chante out and made it into a giant city, they actually built Castle Corvosa. And one of the ways they built it was they got a bunch of dwarves in from the dwarven city of Jandalf over here and got them to do all the architecture. Was that from Jandalf? Yes, I really Is enjoyed Jandalf or Jandalf. Uh, it definitely starts with a J. Yeah, I'm just not certain how it's And I, I know on the map it's somewhere over here. Mm. I really enjoy being the ancient history nerd with the modern history nerd friend. <laughs> <laughs> That's so much fun. So tell me about the last thousand years. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you tell me about the thousand years previous to that. <laughs> we can work out a deal. It'll just take a long time. Well, it's an elf and a dwarf. Mm. We have the lifespan. Mm. <laughs> Um, and you were taken into fairly labyrinthine um, <clears throat> corridors and uh, taken and fair, fair amount of luxury, lots of you know nice tapestries and all that kind of thing. <coughs> uh, again, Alagos would miss this cache entirely. Uh, people who have been here before, among other things, there used to be several, uh, if not lovely, well-made statues of King Eadred around, sort of opening mm-hmm. arms and smiling at him. Yeah, like he, he wasn't next egotistical, so it wasn't him flexing yeah. his black yeah. muscles. It was Next definitely, look how magnificent <laughs> the king is, they're gone. Yeah. Huh. yeah. That's it actually, fair. It actually looks better. Yeah. It looks more tasteful now. Yes. Yeah. But Eadred's presence has been removed. Fairly, fairly well just kind of removed from the palace without seeming to leave much of a hole. Mm. Like there's not like, say, the gar- gallery of rulers and his one is missing. No, nothing nothing as gauche as that. Yeah. But like the night the big statues of him around mm-hmm. and that sort of thing have just been taken away. They also haven't been replaced. This place is not prominently now full of statues of Iliosa. There is a big picture of her in the main um, courtyard, as is, as has been there for several years now. But she hasn't added anything. No, no, she's she's de-aggrandized Eadred, but she is not aggrandized herself in the process. That's fair. And you are taken through, and for this one, you are in the throne room proper. And um, Jack is not as nervous as she was in the first time after Crisidia, but she is a bit pale and. It's slightly twitchy and sweating slightly. She clearly doesn't want to be here. And 
the, there is a, a fairly extensive, fairly <laughs> militarized ring of Grey Guard outside who just let you guys just roll right in here with weapons and everything and make mm. no bones about this whatsoever. Nor is there the slightest hint of communication amongst them to do this. They've obviously got standing orders. In the, in the throne room, you have but three people here. Marshal Commander Sabrina Merrin. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, I'm, um, I'm going, uh, before I go in, I want to cast Detect Thoughts, because these are a bunch of really important people I've heard a lot of really bad things about. That's a very dangerous thing to do. Is yeah. it? Yeah. I haven't yeah. used this spell to... before. I'm just, the reason I'm looking at my phone is I'm looking it about up. That? Well, I haven't used the spell before, so the yeah, reason Yeah, but do I... you talk to us before doing that? Potentially he wouldn't. It's his role yeah. as a character. No, uh-huh. because, because you guys have emotional attachments to these people. Mm. Fair enough. I don't necessarily think that you guys are actually going to give me the truth. I think you're really well-intentioned, but yeah. you clearly have a lot of bias here. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. You were in love yeah. with one of them. You're the son of one of them. You have a really close bond with Iliosa. Yeah. And you don't know anything about magic? But as I said, the reason I was I wasn't ignoring you, GM, I sure. was trying to look to see if um it worked how I thought it worked. Uh, it, but I imagine you know if she uses yeah, it all the time. It's they get well it, it tells you how many people are thinking, which is um it's largely irrelevant to you mm. here. Um it tells you how intelligent they are, which is also largely irrelevant to mm. you here. Um and it tells you their surface thoughts. Mm. Um which is um, uh, basically you can't plumb their minds like a book and no, read what and I know out of it, but you can pick up what they're talking about. It's yeah. um, very close to what they call it, Harry Potter, Occlumency. Oh, yeah. Like, if you can get people staring down the right white line yeah, yeah. to think about, you can pick up useful things. Mm. It is quite invasive, however. Oh, I thought it was just me picking up things around me, not me, like... Um, like, if, I thought it was, wasn't, was like, legitimacy, where it's like, I'm staring into no, people, like, me not, picking not up quite, stuff. Not quite that, but it's everyone and everyone you attempt this on gets a will save. Mm. Um, if they fail it, they don't notice what you're doing. If they pick it up, they get somebody is casting mind-affecting magic on me. Oh, okay. That's yeah, much less useful. And um, mm. most people would be... Um, it, it, that doesn't necessarily mean they know that it's coming from you yeah. or what's happening. But um, most people would be very unhappy about this when oh. you start passively reading their mind. And wow, so, okay, the spell is much, much less useful than I thought then. And also some people have protections for it. Oh, yeah, so I, the I protections think, aren't the issue. The, yes, um, the, the super intelligence things. Yeah, no, it's useful for... Um, yeah, yeah, okay, no, no point. Sorry for delaying the game. That's fine. That's all good. Mm. Well, you needed to find out. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing that prevents you doing so, and it's actually useful to you, but it's also an invasive step that would really upset people if they knew what you were doing and could work it out. No, this is a really polite character. I've just woke up. Cool. That's all good. So, one, two, three people in here? Yep. Sabrina Merrin, who is dressed in her heavy full plate. She does not have on the full-blown face mask and that sort of thing here. Um... I think I have described this. Did we describe this character to Alagos last week? Oh, we described it to Meredith last week. Uh, there have been multiple romantic scenes, yeah. which I've yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Alagos sees the famous Sabrina Merrin for the first time. Yep. 
Um, With clothes on. Also, the fan out. I've also seen <laughs> yes. the fan out. Yes. yes. I'm, I'm fairly confident that yes. Elagos has not seen Sabrina with clothes no. off. And <laughs> if was... you have, Sabrina wants a conversation with <laughs> you now. I'm not <laughs> using to take thoughts on Lucy, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's got a real mind. Yeah. 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 What's, what's Lucy thinking about as she looks at Sabrina? You! <laughs> yeah. Did I did not need that image for all of the two people that you haven't seen on screen yet, who's the one that appeals to the Meredith more? The Queen the Queen or Tanith? As a well, I've had a lot of descriptions of Tanith and almost no descriptions of the Queen, apart from the fact that she's attractive, so... Yeah. That's all you so, really need to know, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Wow. <laughs> Glad it did come from us, eh, Jared? Yeah. <laughs> Is this silver? <laughs> No, describe her. She's cool. Uh, so Queen Eliosa. Is she on the cover of one of the books? Yeah. She might yeah, even have a mini. Have a picture of her somewhere. She did. No, she has multiple minis in different dresses. Yeah, yeah. that was me being so. <laughs> However, I really like this picture of her. Yeah. I'm so sad. Oh, that's cool. So she's a redhead. Yes, Queen Eliosa is a crimson. Woman, is a woman with long, vaguely crimson red hair. I can see why she went for the ruby. Yeah, uh, mm. and. She wears red dresses and things as yeah. well. She is not um, merely attractive. She is fan- she is fantastically attractive without necessarily being supernaturally so. Uh, it's definitely sort of a woman that you double take at. Yeah. Uh, the so what? She's an eighteen or a twenty? Charisma right? We don't don't know her exact stats, but yeah. she's very attractive. Yes. Okay. Yeah. She's yeah. just short of Faye. Yeah. Um, yeah. But she's human, so. Yeah. The. Um... <laughs> I don't think it's and and you know hundreds of years. You're you're junior. I don't necessarily think yeah, the <laughs> thing where you're going damn. The yeah. the running um, the running uh, explanation is that she's um, people say claim entirely falsely that she is the daughter of a nymph because mm. she's so beautiful that she must be doing it supernaturally in some fashion. Very beautiful human. Um, she is dressed very fully and sternly here. She is coming the full queen here. <laughs> um, so she has on a like very, very, very mildly low-cut bodice. I don't, would Elagos pick up like any cues about fashion or anything like that? No. <laughs> He'd pick up, like, that's a expensive costume, those are jewels. That's about it. Yeah. He is not... Like, I have knowledges, but fashion is not one of them. <laughs> so she is wearing a... Witness! She wears hard Silver rose catriking my boots. <laughs> so she, is, she is wearing a very rich, thick, crimson dress that runs all the way down. She is sitting upon a thick, heavy throne with a spider web of crimson lattice around the back of it. Uh, and what would undoubtedly draw... God, that picture is so fucking ugly. But yeah, <laughs> it is. I was trying to find it's a better question. picture. Oh, it's like very Cersei Lannister. Yeah. Um, yeah. I believe I've got it. I believe that's yeah. also. Uh, yeah, I've got a bigger and better one. Oh, yeah, 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 that's a bit of resolution. It's the same one. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was trying to find one where she was wearing a red dress because normally they have her in green. Can I see? I think green is good Iliosa. Ah, uh, yeah, that's that red dress. Uh, yeah, and that's a good one of the Crimson Throne behind her. Though. Mm. Um, and what would probably arrest Elagos, given what you know, is that she is wearing a fairly nice, solid golden crown with a little piece coming off it that has 
Yeah. A ruby insert in it. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I kind of imagine at this point it's very much the camera pans in, you know, sees Iliosa sitting on the throne, you know, she, she beckons you in and, and the camera pans up and, you know, shows the ruby in it reflecting yeah. everyone's faces. <laughs> With Elagos sort of un- almost unconsciously his eyes drawn towards it, the sort of, <laughs> you know, I'm looking yeah. at the queen, I'm, I'm looking at the heart of Kassabon. Beep, beep, yeah. for cursed, beep, beep. <laughs> <laughs> for cursed objects detected. <laughs> Must destroy. <laughs> this is going to be one of those campaign drinking Sinister. games. How often do people say, how often does Lucy and Sabrina bang? How often does Elgor yeah. say for cursed? <laughs> well, she, well, she looks, um, very stern and foreboding in the way that she is dressed, however. Um, as soon as people come in, her face lights up with a big, fairly genuine-looking smile. She is clearly... Oh, she obviously doesn't you know, know you from yeah. the bar of soap, but she is delighted to see these people. Um, and... Uh, is there actually anyone here who is invested in her fashion enough to notice things about her dress? I'm sorry, no. yes. <laughs> <laughs> a <praise? laughs> The other side of the part here. Yeah. Do I need to appraise? I don't care. <laughs> you know, that's hard at the table. So, um, silver. Yeah. No, no, I'll just give you this. If it's okay, within your wheelhouse, you observe. Yeah, it. I have. To, to be honest, Lucy would probably observe at least parts of this because of how yeah. Lucy's being yeah. lying her up. Uh, her dress is actually the, the last and time. The gnome who's kind of like eh. the last time you've seen Iliosa who like sleeps, she was a lot slimmer, like low cut dress, big slit up there. Like the conscious woman in front of you was almost the opposite. This is not the same dress you have seen her wearing before. It's been remade, which is yeah. not startling because she's the queen. Yeah. Um, it's actually showing pretty much no cleavage here. It just runs down to sort of neckline, and yeah. that's about it. It shows off no leg. She's actually de-emphasized how attractive she is to some extent. And there's something almost just very vaguely mannish about the dress. Yeah. Oh. Like, it's it's just... Slightly, which to be honest is probably more appealing to Lucy, you know, Lucy's into, into much yeah. curls. Yeah. Um, but just no, sort of the, the cut and style of the dress is just slightly more mannish. Season mm. 5, Cersei so. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, yes, that's a good comparison. Hey, when this came out, I don't think Game of Thrones 1 had even been written. No, <laughs> it's just that Cersei's fashion very much goes from beautiful, uh, man drawing queen to iron queen with like yeah actually that's a pretty good metaphor and it's very much the same thing here Iliosa no longer needs to rely on her looks to get what she wants she is not she is not the prize she is the queen yeah and it's quite hard to ignore that yeah now speaking of prizes the other man in the room yeah um is an elf is an elf with long flowing blonde hair of like almost indeterminate age, it's elven years. But um, like, if you were a human, you might peg him at thirty. You might peg him at forty. You might peg him at an extremely well-preserved fifty, and it'd be hard to see beyond that. Um, but I'm pretty sure he's about a hundred years younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which would be the equivalent of like two hundred something. Yeah. Um, but he is um, in an elegant, brocaded sort of uh, one of those long robe, dress-like robes. Uh, it too is shimmering with jewels and colours. Mm-hmm. Um, 
has the famous Mandravius crest upon it. He is wearing long boots that have like miniature high heels on them that go up to about here, and then he's wearing the short-cut tunic that comes to here, and he looks entirely relaxed. He is sitting in a little, in a smaller, lesser chair beneath the Crimson Throne, but has his legs up, looks like this, and just sits, of supreme indulgence, has a wine glass out in front of him. Yeah. Um, and he too gives us a, a pleasant smile as people enter and raises a hand to them, but it's uh, much less invested than Iliosa, who is bordering on getting off her throne to come and greet her friends, and Tanith is just sort of lounging there, ah, hello, sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, because he doesn't know that... Yeah, okay. No, he, no, he knows. He, he knows, knows now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. But um, he's not the super involved father. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. Also, and that's not public knowledge. Yeah, also no one else knows. Uh, so Tanith would not publicly acknowledge um, super yeah, as anything yeah. more than a person that I yeah. like at best kind of thing okay. yeah. and these people are all in the room and um, Iliosa greets you with her big smile and you're back at last hey majesty Jack gives her the very weak curtsy that Jack traditionally does please come in take a seat she's got the the sort of briefing table laid out. <coughs> yeah. Um, conspicuously again for a change, she does not come down and join you at it. She remains on the Crimson Throne. It's not like a particularly big studied insult or anything, but she's no, definitely but sitting the, here as the ruler. It's not something yeah. that she, it's, it's she's something, never done. She's never done that with us before. Yeah, like only once or twice when you're doing big formal audiences yeah, she, in front she, of everyone. She's yeah. done it when she was, you know, talking to people on mass, but yeah. she's never yeah. not come down with thrones and talked to us before, when it was just us before. Correct. Yeah, she's always yeah. Oh, <sighs> look, Ken, this year. Just come and be seated. You know, refreshments have been laid yeah, out, so that sort we, of thing. But there are no it. servants in this room. Yeah. And Iliosa will then, um, as everybody has taken a seat, um, will look to Elagos, give you a nod, and at this point she will come down from her throne, sort of rises. I'll, like, bow, because I don't know her from a bar, so... Yeah. <laughs> she comes forward. Mm. Well, uh, actually, like, there would be a sort of moment where he's like, I, I don't know the custom, yeah. and then he sort of bows lower, because yeah. he doesn't know what the hand thing is about, yeah. and sort of says, uh, Ho, Corvosa Regina, and does this weird, like, slightly archaic bow <laughs> that involves going down on one knee and then coming up again. <laughs> and, like, it's just incredibly, it's like old school, like, if less courtly knight and more, like, a hundred years before that, you yep. know? Yep. I'm not sure if she'd recognise that I'm not meaning to be. Yeah, but yeah. slightly awkward. <laughs> yeah, it's um, slightly awkward. I imagine Tanith finds it hilarious. <laughs> there, is a, there is a brief sort of quiet whisper from Tanith in Elvin where he just very very quietly sort of doesn't even really bother yeah. to lean forward but just says quietly in it, quietly in Elvin, in these, in these lands, where's my in these lands, the custom is to kiss the queen's hand. Ah, my thanks, good sir, that I will kiss her hand, she, which I will say in Elven back. She <laughs> smiles politely at you and then goes back up and sits at her throne again. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, people can make me a linguistics check here. Yeah. Yeah. People with actual skills. There are not enough opportunities to roll. 17. 18. 2. I rolled 9. Yeah, I have one glorious rank in linguistics. 23. I can roll it untrained. So it becomes reasonably apparent from the body language and that sort of thing um, that. Iliosa follows this conversation. Like she, she doesn't seem alarmed or upset by it in any mm. way because it's a perfectly reasonable thing to be doing. Yeah. But she obviously follows the Elvish. Mm. Ooh. Iliosa speaks Elvish. Well, that's cool. Uh, Your Majesty, this is our um, friend Elagos that we met in the desert while we were um, negotiating with the Shiante. She, she, yeah, this, yeah, she, she'll come down, get you yeah. kiss the hand, like listen to the introduction, mm. and I'll say he's a cleric of Phrasma because you're wearing your Phrasma yeah. robes, and I won't, be, I'm not going to get into the, with this audience. We're explicitly not getting into everything that Alagos is, and, mm. and she'll sort of give you this like, sl- just, just very slightly quizzical look as she sort of double, mm. double takes slightly, and she says, "Ask, uh, Alagos, a pleasure to meet you. I am Queen Iliosa Arabasti, Queen of Corvosa." And then she will turn and step back up and sits yeah. down on the throne. Mm-hmm. And she says, I would, I would be curious to learn more about you and how you have come into our presence, but for now, I would very much like to know of the Shante. The diplomatic mission had been a great success. We have talked to the Shante. And they are, for the moment, prepared not to um, undertake any kind of war against Corvosa. She sort of stops at this and raises her eyebrows and looks very careful and considered this. How certain of this are you? The Shawante are a wide and diverse population and frankly unlikely to reveal their true intentions to you. We worked, um, we got to know some of the um, Quas quite well and the Sun Clan, the Hawk Clan and the Moon Clan? Yep. We have undertakings from the Sun Clan, the Hawk Clan, the Moon Clan, and was the last one the Wolf, wolf clan? clan? And the Wolf Clan, not to go to war with Corvosa. They may not last forever, but they should last for a good while. She looks very considered at this and, and nods at this. Like, those the people she's um, mm. expecting and worried about. She's not mm. really worried about the ones that are several tribes mm. back that away for obvious reasons. Also, Thousand Boats was there, and he said that the world was good. I see now. Yep, we're oh buying more logs. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what did I miss? Uh, we just don't do it, Iliosa. Um, Iliosa, yeah, so the linguistics was Iliosa speaks Elvish. Yeah. Um, which Silver at least knows she didn't before. Oh, okay. She has learned it somewhere between book one and book now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Although it's entirely possible she could have learned it from Tanith without yeah, any... Yes, yes, there are any number of yeah. ways in which yeah. she could have done so, but it's clearly a skill that she has picked up. And um, she follows, like, Tanith is um, making his instructions slightly obscure, like, to make it difficult to interpret, because he's just trying to give Elagos sort of vaguely polite not to do this. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're rustic. <laughs> <laughs> And Iliosa seems to follow it perfectly. Oh. So she speaks Elvish and she speaks it really well. Yeah. Like, like going on massive. Yikes. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> uh, and the, yeah, then you were just talking to her about yeah. the, um, 
Yeah. Show and tell what was happening there. Um, so she's she's surprised, but um, accepting. Yeah. Then it would seem you have had an extraordinary success. Tell me more of how this threat to Corvosa has been contained. And yeah. 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 So yeah. I think we it obviously edited out the spirit quest. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. all the obtaining things, but I think we can actually tell. A certain amount about Cindermore because Carsevon presumably doesn't know where Amelia Isaac Plane hid these things because that was so we kind of did some trials to earn the Shantae's respect. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so I think you are certainly having to um, shade the truth pretty heavily here. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like for reason, as a part of our interactions with the Shantae, we went to Cindermore. This is technically true, but in every way that matters, kind of a lie. And I think we probably won't go into the scary, um, out dark tomb at all because no. that one's a bit on the nose. And presumably, Alagos is like a traveling. Um, wizard who was there to learn of the Shawante wisdoms kind of thing, which is again kind of he's a travelling cleric who was visiting with yeah. the Shawante when we arrived yeah. and was a great assistant yes, to us he's helped, learning us, about he's helped us with blah 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 yeah, and all the things that we the trial, yeah. which is all true yeah. but <laughs> yeah. leaves out about uh, yeah. 60% of the story and kind of yeah. the important 60% I want to say um Thine wisdom was most apparent, Corvosa Regina, in thine choice of thy minister's plenipotentiary. Uh, Their hearts were what, I think, won over the tribesmen uh, more than any cunning words would ever have done. These brave souls, these heroes of Corvosa, my friends have done a great deal for the city. If you continue to spend time with them, then thou shalt hear of their exploits. If you, if thou hast been deemed worthy, a worthy companion in gathering to them, then no doubt it is the case. He's talking in old times. Can, <laughs> can I make a, some kind of check to see if that's? Her just kind of doing that for my sake, or her just kind of doing that? Ooh. Sure. I don't know what you'd linguistics. Uh, I would take linguistics or sense motive. Um, will I get motive. different results? No. I, they're, they're pretty close to it. It will, it will slightly flavor how the answer comes. But. Uh, yep. Uh, so that's... Um, 39? Which is higher. Not a good, as good as silver at sense motive. But yes, but the, what, it might be relevant what you work out because silver's yeah. not going to have uh, got big conversation with you with him for a moment about the queen's um, behaviour. I can tell you on uh, hindsight. Hey, that's thirty. That's actually pretty good. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Nice. I was like, oh, I'm kind of crap at si- oh linguistics is high, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um, <coughs> you don't get the impression that it's um that it's a natural and unconscious state to her. In the yeah. same way it is for you, you yeah. Elagos doesn't think lengthily. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Elagos does think lengthily about what he's saying, but it's I not... I don't like think you, lengthily about how I'm saying Yeah, you don't have to go through that conscious process of putting it into words. Oh. Um, uh, Unlike the poor player. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was thinking that. Uh, Iliosa does, that she is not doing this inherently. She is quite deliberately looking at you, listening to the way you speak, and mm-hmm. going... It's effectively dost thou speak it the old time. Yeah, yeah. You know? Well, I doth speak it too, so as a matter of diplomacy yeah. and politeness, I will speak to you in a fashion in yeah. which um, you, you can understand and that sort of thing. Um, 
So it's definitely a thing that she is putting on um, deliberately for your benefit. However, she is doing it really, really well to the point where um, this is going on being like a second language for mm. her. Um, so, which would tell you either she's a really skilled linguist or she's had a lot of exposure to people who speak in your fashion. Yeah. Like well, a dragon. Like, in like subconsciously. Yeah. Oh, that's super <laughs> creepy. Yeah. 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 Super, super creepy. It talks like that. Mm. It's Walk a magical like place. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I mean, fairly obviously, like, she is very socially comfortable with the conception of this is Elagos, he's an important somebody that you don't know from a bar of soap. This yeah. is not a new or difficult situation for me. She's conversing with you like, it makes you feel like you're someone important, like, yeah. you know, you're an old friend to some extent, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. She's a good politician. Um, and, yeah, Silver, you will you will pick up pretty much all the same thing. It's, it's a thing that she's putting on deliberately for Elagos's benefit. Yeah. Just... Less is a, a massive effort to manipulate Elagos and more just part of general nicety. If yeah. you can speak their language, it's polite to speak to them in that fashion. It's like yeah. we're speaking to the Shawanta and Shawanta instead yeah. of common. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Um, and yeah, then she will ask you, you know, several leading questions about, several leading leading and intelligent questions about what you got up to and what happened out there mm. and blah 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 and I am going to call for two different checks here first I'm going to call for a party bluff check yeah, <laughs> oh goody yeah, yeah. can I just, can I just pass it with um, the DC <laughs> secondly I'm going to call for a sense motive check but we'll do one then the other cool mm-hmm. so we all rolled bluff and it's majority success and majority failure correct what's a success well, we'll find out. We'll find out when we roll it. Well, it ain't me helping. <laughs> but Alagos is not not a liar. I've got a seven. <laughs> I make it fifteen. Same here. I rolled poorly, so it's eighteen. Thirty-six. Poorly, so it's eighteen. Oh, so this, we is, got, this, is what, this is what it's like when we I got seven, seven, I rolled fifteen, fifteen, fifteen eighteen, yeah, and thirty-six. Pick up Jack's one. Cool. Um, is that high enough? I, I'm dragging down the numbers with my seven. I then, um, can I have a single sense motive check from just Elagos, because he's the only person here who doesn't already possess this information. Uh, so that's 21. Nor will he be getting it here. Um, oh. Remain in ignorance. Uh, and then a sense motive check from everyone. Yay. And then I'll give you... Do I roll yes, again? Yes, we'll oh. do separate things. And eight. Uh, Four. The, the, second, yeah. one is about, the second one is more about Tanith. Nine, though. What's happening here? 18. 37. Yay. It is damn handy having silver around in these two. <laughs> yeah. This is what happens when you've got a father like See, Tanith. when you're out in the wilderness, I'm, I see it counting. It's yeah. like we're in a social situation. I don't see it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Power's awesome. Debbie, you should be rolling better against her. She's basically part dragon. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, isn't actually, you know, historically a dragon slayer. He's just slowing the one dragon. He so, has an art history. Silver? <laughs> what was your... Grand? 37. I got 18. Probably isn't enough. Alright, so... I think I'm going to need the 37. <laughs> yeah. Going up in order, uh, anyone beating a 14... Yay! Not me. Uh, Not me. Picks up that uh, Sabrina is listening to this with a vague military interest, but not substantively. Um, she is 
to some extent making googly eyes at this <laughs> in a vaguely professional way. Wow. Manner, and to hide it. Professional um, googly eyes. Yeah. Yeah. By and large, she's actively bored with what's being talked about here. Not to the point where she's being deliberately rude about it or anything, but um, uh, she's not following this terribly, terribly from a military strategy point of view either. She's not looking at this and going, "Ah, oh, well, this means extra resources," despite the fact I'm the titular head of the city's armed forces now. You know, I don't really follow this or understand it. Um, and she's also kind of slightly disappointed by the conception of, oh, well, no bugger, we're not going to war with the Shawante. Um Tanith and Iliosa both remain entirely unreadable. Yeah. You receive no further information from the GM. You do not know if either of them have seen... Uh-huh. Um, oh my gosh, they beat any, Silver. Yeah, I'm not with, surprised. With a 19 on one die and an 18 <gasps> on the other. Oh. Shit. Oh. I, rolled, I rolled a 14 on my die. I was yeah. like, I don't know what I'm rolling against. 14's <laughs> pretty decent, but not good guys, enough. These guys both <laughs> have reason to lie and probably yeah. that's very high bluff. Yeah. Shit. So even with your well, sense motive, no, their, their bluff is, is whatever their bluff is, but they've got a reason to lie, and I've got a reason to yeah. want to know what they're thinking. H- historically, with um, <coughs> with silver and Tanith, it's generally been you know when when one rolls high and the other one rolls low, that's when information flows. Yeah. Um. And Elagos, what you pick up from Tanith, because um, this is uh, the the. the I'm at this point going to tell you what your character sort of perceives and just not necessarily thinks, but yeah. this is the impression he's putting yeah. out. Is he sits there, you know, sort of sips his wine and listens indolently and does like he does have note paper in front of him, he takes the odd little note on a few things, but you're talking about what what could theoretically be a huge war, you know, yeah. a massive situation for Corvosa. And he's written like four or five bullet points. Um he just he comes across as almost vaguely vapid yeah. like he's just sort of listening to this and you know sort of what he's Iliosa is asking several intelligent questions and what he's adding to the conversation is oh my how frightful you know that must have been yeah. terrible oh that really can mess up a good silken robe on the other hand I'm being told that this guy just puts on an act yes so. yeah. yes oh that, that's true actually I, I haven't followed that you've been told that but it, you know, if it's an act, it's a really good one. Mm, like, yeah. in the absence of that information, you're very much looking at him going, God, this, like, this guy is a bimbo? Like, yeah. <laughs> he's a bimbo. like what's he doing at this time? He's so dumb. You know, at least yeah. the, the queen on one hand represents herself as being, like, quite intelligent. Mm. Tanith just sort of, he doesn't quite giggle like a schoolgirl, but he's just sort of, oh, yeah. oh, how frightful. Yeah, oh. I'm I'm really too stupid to follow most of this conversation, but you know at least I'm here just for looks. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, Iliosa will listen to all this with interest. Um, her face remains sort of, you know, vaguely smiling and mostly impassive. This news. That is surprising, but very good news to hear. Then the city will not face. Any external threats from that from the quarter of the shore at this time? Not at the moment. Uh, and she will also ask you several questions about what you've done to secure this. As in, um, what negotiations have you made? What are you committing the city to? Um, yeah. You know, what have you proposed? What have you offered? Is it acceptable? Blah blah blah. Yeah. Uh, which you have actually done because you have talked about giving them land and that sort of thing. Yeah. But um, that was something that. Um, 
we've um, proposed as a future possibility. Yeah. yeah. So we can mention it in general terms, but we haven't committed the city to it in the sense of... Um, no, no details. Um, we're not asking Iliosa at this time to make that good for us. Because, no, no. Um, we have um, proposed it as a possible future resolution that could be discussed style of thing. Yeah, it's very much as a negotiating point we've offered them this sort of thing to do with land and they're interested in that and this would be a good place to jump into yeah. it. Yeah, but basically... Um, we've promised them nothing. <laughs> that's not necessarily what... It's not necessarily true. Well, a lot of the promises started with when Casavon yeah, is defeated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> From the, we can't say yeah. to Iliosa that once the evil dragon's out of her head, yeah. we're going to demand that she yeah. honor our promises to the Shantae because of the help that um, we have given in yeah, saving now, her. She has actually said to you, you are going as my emissaries. <laughs> you have authority to negotiate. Yeah. Like, if you give away the store, I'll yank the rug out from under you. Yeah. To horribly mix my metaphors. Don't Excuse give me. away the home planet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Don't give away the home On the other hand, she's actively expecting you to have done some sort of negotiation, so the fact that you have done so and, you know, the Shawante are interested in this is the, uh, is to some yeah. extent the outcome she's looking for. Cool, alright. She does sort of frown at this and say, hmm, the citizenry of Corvosa will not... Many of the citizenry of Corvosa will not take well to giving away hard-earned Corvosan land back to what they'll see as the barbarians. It's not something that we have to take action on in the short term, but long term, we believe it's the only way to secure peace. The Shantae are dying out in the desert. The Centerlands are a horrible place. There's, like, firestorms and giant worms. They're dying out there because because we drove them out. They have to come and ta- try and take our land. It's the only way they can survive. Yes. We can't give them the city, obviously. But if we don't give them something, there's no chance of peace in the long term. I am well aware that even despite this peace, the Shawante continue to remain an active threat. And yes, if they're willing to talk in peace at last, then we can end that threat and bring a peace to Corvosa that will, with all hope, long outlast my reign. And with hope, some all of our lives, she says, giving a vague glance to Tanith, who sort of <laughs> waves and don't be like, you know, my life is so long that your pitiful human negotiations will... My I life roll is my as, eyes. My <laughs> life is as long as my luscious hair. <laughs> like yeah. he, he literally sort of sits there and flips his hair and rolls it like this. <laughs> I don't know what you're expecting of Tanith, but here you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can I get something strong to smoke? Yeah. And, like, Silver, who has seen this from him many times before, this is, to be honest, the show you're expecting him to put yeah. on, because he always puts it on for these other people to some extent. Yeah. Um, with Alagos, he's definitely laying it on as his first impression, like, you should overlook me because I'm a complete fucking moron. <laughs> it, 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 it's... It's working too well. It's, it's, it's not making me think he's an idiot. It's making me really annoyed for the sake of elves. Yeah. You're just it's annoying me to the point where I'm looking at him more yeah. than making me go, oh, wow, what a turd. Yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. yeah he's, he's not actually... Um, 
he's not offensively stupid. He's just comes. He, he the impression he deliberately puts on is that he's just like really harmless and disinterested. Yeah, yeah no. I it, think that to Elios that is. You are welcome to be offended at his stupid. No, no, it's, it's it's honestly not that. It's that if you had to say one thing that was really key to Elagos's character, it's dignity. Yeah, and yeah. he doesn't have. And that, that is that no. is an elf completely discarding his dignity. No, Tanith has absolutely discarded every aspect of dignity in favor of um, and um, indulgence. And I'm cu- it's it's the point where as the older elf, like this 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 boy could be my son, and and who were his parents because yeah. they raised him really badly. And I just would go on and there and go stop. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you were a Klingon, oh, I'm imagine you walking up to him and telling him you're an embarrassment to the Empire. Yes, yes, yes. that's exactly you just saw the blood of Sarah. <laughs> yes, yes. And one might expect a sign on Vandravius. Yes, yes. Vandravius would be ashamed of this performance. Yes, oh, very ouch. much. Yeah, I knew his great grip. Yeah, yeah. He's pitching it wrong. <laughs> well, we. We warned you about. <laughs> we tried to warn him. Let's be honest. We tried. Anyway, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Where he's not playing to the crowd. Then maybe at last we could. Silver, you have more experience with the Shawante than anyone else here. In your opinion, is this the chance for a lasting peace between our peoples? It's the only option. To the extent that any of us can control the future. It's our only option right now. If we're ever going to get one, this is the one. But I don't think it's something that we need to rush into. We need time to work out, to let the citizens adjust. It's been a very tense time recently. We need time to um, negotiate with the farmers and build up our own money because we're prepared to contribute this to, to this to help buy the land. Quite. I will. And possibly time to let the Shantae live just to the idea they're going to have to give up going, making peace with us, I think, is something they can see they, that they need to do if they're going to survive. But it goes against a lot of what they've believed for a long time. It's going to be hard for everyone to adjust to. At this point, I will send a messenger and a letter, not, I think, to the Wolf Clan <laughs> <laughs> at this time. Um, and she. Um, sort of thinks about this for a moment, muses, and begins dictating um, what is literally a letter to Thousand Bones, stating that you, her, her emissaries have returned, she has heard um, what they have offered him, you know, she believes this is eminently reasonable, she looks forward to peace, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Um, she is not, she is expressly not promising him anything per se, but she is definitely giving him a very polite diplomatic communique that says, yeah, I'm actually seriously thinking about this. Yeah, it's, I'm yeah. on board. Uh, and Elagos, of note, um, she just starts dictating to Thin Air, and Tanith, who has been taking these sort of indolent notes, flips the page and then writes it all, you know, verbatim, paying her very focused and immediate attention. <laughs> That's the downside with the bimbo act, is sooner or later you have to drop it, and then it just makes you look silly. <laughs> That I've had a lot of girls try and play the um, I'm just a dim-witted little pretty female you should underestimate card to, to, to Kaylin and it gets old. <laughs> so I'm doing some maths and if one goes with the average life, the average kind of old, old age dying is 
for a night's rest and to catch up briefly. But like you know, she's kind of vaguely aware you're back in the city, but yeah. you weren't exactly trying to hide it from her. Um, please, you know, I, th- I believe it is this. I, I believe at this point I should catch you up on the doings in Corvosa, and from the sounds of things, we can to some extent relax. And she will basically call for some more servants and food comes in and you're sort of having a uh, vaguely impromptu banquet. More, more relaxed actually just kind of a meal with her at this point mm-hmm. well, well, let's go nice. banquet yeah. let's <laughs> risk go banquet yeah. wow yeah, yeah casual casual year so oh and at this point oh my god Elgothan and modern cutlery <laughs> <laughs> we're just like Okay, I've got a knife. This is this is how we this is how we do it. And everyone's like, "What? What is he doing?" How about if you watch how I do it first? <laughs> you start with the outside and you work inwards. No, no. It's, Why it's, are you trying to cut the strip with the beast knife? It's that he has a lot of confidence, <laughs> so he's not like, "Oh, what do I do? What knife?" He's like, "Well, they provided a selection. You know, the small ones for the gnomes and the large ones for the humans, and I'll choose this." Vaguely elf-sized middle <laughs> one, and and that makes a lot of sense. And at this point, people, it's it's much less formal, and people kind of get up and mingle Obviously. a bit and yeah. cheers and that sort of thing. And yeah. like Sabrina will come over and sit down next to me, start talking. So, so the short hair really you all use weapons like that. Yeah. Really, <laughs> it's got holes in the end. We'll yeah. tell Sabrina yeah. about the game of Shredner because I mentioned that. Huh? Right in the nerves, you say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and among other things, um, Eleanor, somebody will come and sit by you. You know how when they have those banquets, there's like a, a sort of peg? Yeah. With the. Um, Very much for the. With the as well. I'm going to start really professionally carving it. Because obviously, you know. <laughs> this is the old school. You know, way I'm the guest. So, you know, I should, you know, do something. I'm just going to start carving it. (laughs) (laughs) With my one knife. And it's the elf one, not the human one. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You're barely proficient with it before carving? No, no, he just chose the sharpest, most dangerous knife. Because that's clearly the ones that, you know, you should use. And kind of... Does this? Because that's how you do like medieval banquets. You know, people only started using knives and um, forks in the 16th century. (laughs) And Tanith will, um, uh, to the extent that he isn't involving anyone else, will maintain his conversation with you entirely Mm. in Elvish. You know, he'll sort of bring people in from periodic sides. Yeah. But he he sort of comes over and he greets you. With the formalities out of the way, time to introduce myself properly. I am the seneschal of this city, uh, the Queen's little helper, as it were. Little helper? Uh, Tanith Mandravius, of the House of Mandravius, perhaps you've heard the family name. Indeed. I am acquainted with... I was acquainted with thine grandmother. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. He sort of... Gives you a look that is now becoming very, um, very familiar to Elios, where he sort of vaguely looks you up and down with the, you know, clearly you are an old elf. Obviously, you are not that old. No, no, because I, um, I've made the thing with um, great grandmother would be Serenthal. Yeah. I'm old enough that when I was very young, I uh, would right. know his so, great grandmother. Okay. Yeah, his missed, grandmother. I missed the little catch. In yeah, the yeah. There's a missing great in there. Yeah. Yeah. So. 
uh, in that case, he still gives you a slight look up and down for how old you are without that same <laughs> sort of as well. judgment on it. And the meat is good here in Corvosa, at least. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but Alagos is biting it off against the first really? rush. That, how fascinating. And under what circumstances did you encounter her? One has not often heard of that. So one, one does not often hear about the elven side of my family. Usually more what dearest Octavia... Ah, you haven't yet had the pleasure of meeting Lady Octavia Mandravius, the High Priestess of Asmodeus in this city. I I'm have had, sure you will. I have had but little encounters with Chalaxian and their... Chalaxians and their deities. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, in my youth, uh, told much of the stories of the Palantine Alliance. He nods at this and you can start making a sense word of change. There we go. I'm, I'm totally happy for he, him to see through this. I, I'm cool with that. Oh yeah, he's going on with that role. Well, I don't have a high sense motive nearly enough to truck him. Yeah, yeah. So is that well, Elagos is, is making a bluff? Or this is not no, you tricking seeing, him, this is you sort of reading him. No, yeah. I'm uh, kind of being honest by omission, like yeah, I'm yeah. not trying to conceal much here. And he seems deeply intrigued by this. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he says, ah, you must be some sort of historian. And I always found the old stories rather hard to read, the thines and thous, and that mm. sort of thing. Hmm. But, but I would, I would love to hear them from the mouth of another elf. There are, if if you have not had the opportunity yet to see Corvosa, there are very few of our kind here. We are something of a desired rarity. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> how long hast thou been exposed? Exposed <laughs> human culture. Did you just? Did you? Did you actually? Yeah, that was yeah. a pun. That yeah. was a pun. Yeah. Wow, there's a cripple. Yes, he is not <laughs> literally hiking his pants up. He does a the GM side. Um, but he's definitely wearing this sort of flowing robe. Like what he does is he quite deliberately sits here like this, mm-hmm. and you can see him doing this. Where he's flexing his calves, and they are, of course, magnificent. But like he's, he's he just deliberately and perhaps even unconsciously like does this in the same way the particularly muscular guy, you know, might yep. sort of oh let let me just get that for you. Yeah, yeah I'm, that's it. probably a similar I'm, thing. Yeah. I am going to look at him like the parent of a teenage girl. First <laughs> <laughs> come out in her mini skirt, and you're just like, no. Yeah, <laughs> go back. Where's, uh, come back in something yeah. decent. Think about what can... that says to people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. Um. He is also smoking, and what yeah. he has is basically like this sort of lady's cigarette on the yeah. long, on the long um, metal stick thing. Yeah. So it's it's significantly it's a, less. It's a puff off, is it? Yeah, yeah. significantly <laughs> less manly, but it's much more elegant. Mm, than yeah. I'm I'm not elegant. And, and I'm an old stick. Yeah, and, I mean, he is like very obviously, you know, if everything he's wearing is worth less than several thousand gold, you'd be very mm. surprised. He's, he's obviously spent a lot of money on his outfit mm. and his fancy cigarette case and all this sort of thing. And he sort of, well, you know, I doubtlessly you'll have the opportunity to encounter Lady Octavia. I came, I myself came to the city when I had 
heard when I'd heard of her and her uh, unique status. Of course, I was intrigued by the Mandravius mm. legend. And mm. It was my honour to meet her, and well, Octa- dear Octavia, of course, was quite taken with me. Mm. As you will no doubt find if you spend long enough in the city that elves have a certain allure to the human populace of Corvosa, which I'm sure is is a cultural shift that has come about in no small part thanks to elvish influences upon the city in the last 40 years or so. I see that I'll take some pride in this moniker. Well, if you have it, flaunt it. <laughs> oh, I can't believe I've left grip with these people. The, um, grip will be cursed for life. The, um, the, 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 the um, it's definitely the um, explosion in a paint factory kind of relationship. <laughs> to think I would see a descendant of Sarenthal. The licorice pricket. Of Asmodian humans. <laughs> I am shocked, sir. How loud are you saying this? This is out. Com- I'm not being loud, loud, but I'm. It's yeah, loud yeah, enough. I don't think he's trying to hide it from anyone at the table. He's trying to actively follow this. Yeah. 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 And given that silver presumably yeah, is silver, you can like hear this. Yeah, sort of gives gives you sort of a vaguely twitter-eyed look at this. <laughs> And he says, "Oh, <laughs> no! You you quite misunderstand. Uh, I am married to Octavia Mandravius. Uh, if you read the histories, you'd see that Serenthal is uh, her descend- uh, descendant. For those people here, uh, her, her predecessor, not mine. I must know it that this is not thanks hard looks at you again oh you see when an elf marries a human you get half elves (laughs) (laughs) yes are you actually pointing yay verily I I grasped that Uh, yeah, yeah, just <laughs> yeah. And, and his eyes will sort of tr- vaguely track like this. Mm, you know, does he know that you know that? Yeah, I yeah. Know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I think Ella goes at this point, kind of glances at yeah. Silver and well, the then glances is, back. The, the whole thing with um, the whole thing with um, Mordell's like complicated deceit thing with ancestry is kind of like I've grasped like most of it, <laughs> but. But but no, I, I yeah. I'm not the sort of person who's like ah yes I see the counterplots and get yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm and just kind of like but and but what at this point will actively sort of kick me under the chair. table <laughs> no and he, nothing so um, gosh he as you come the view from the throne room can be lovely out here and you've doubtlessly not had the opportunity to see all of Corvus's beauty and he will take you sort of like away from the main indeed flow of the not. table tis here. A, tis a marvellous sight indeed. And basically takes you out to the balcony and starts up, uh, spends a couple of minutes vaguely pointing out this is that. No, but isn't this wonderful. Thine adopted polity is indeed cluttered. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah. <laughs> 
That's great. I would be fascinated to hear what stories you have heard about the Palantine Alliance and the famous Mandravius the hero and Serenthal. Very few people have even heard the story that she was in fact a woman and not some sort of uh, weapon of legend. I am vastly surprised that in human lands tis Mandravius they remember. Humans perhaps do not keep track of these sorts of things as well as they should. Some parts of history that should always be remembered are forgotten by them. A weakness of their short lives, perhaps. I'll nod. Or a weakness of character. I'll <clears throat> tilt my head, you know. Yeah, it's just this faintest undercurrent of anger in there. Mm. The first time his sort of <laughs> facade has really cracked in any way. Yeah. Mm. But also he plays the fool less when you're talking to him privately. Yes, that that would, you know, becomes reasonably obvious. You start to engage with him. He's having no trouble tracking what you're saying at mm. all. I would be fascinated to know what thine parents thought of thine travels to such a place. <clears throat> <laughs> this needs to be a conversation over whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Tanitha's bought his wine. I have not. I've got my pipe. It's good enough. Yeah. Elves yeah. don't use whiskey. They use pipes. Okay. That's true. <laughs> and Tanitha sort of watches you with this and I'm quite certain they would be very proud of the position that I have made myself in the city. Very proud of what our family is do what my family is doing here. Thanks. And raises an eyebrow. Oh god, I'm spocking him. <laughs> this is look out there. We have look out there, we have one of the finest manners of the city. One one of the finest manners in the city, and sort of points to mm. like you can vaguely see what he's telling you is the church of Asmodeus, which mm. you can kind of see the gothic points and that sort of mm. thing. And can you make me a spellcraft check? Sure. Oh. Um, oh, As he to take thoughts on you. Probably. <laughs> Um, so that's 15, 20, 23. Cool. And can you follow that with a will save? Yup. Yes. <laughs> oh. Probably. Um, so, 15. Look over yeah. there. Don't notice it's all so just cast on you. 34, yeah, my brain's slowing down tonight. <laughs> yeah, Thank you, Adam. As he yeah. just said it, by the way. He, he very obviously and conspicuously casts some sort of fairly basic, like, dancing lights-esque spell to float a light out and go, look at that pretty building yeah, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. And while he's doing that, just sort of flicks his hands and mutters some words that aren't really necessary for that as part of the spell. As he does indeed cast the tech thoughts on you. <laughs> wow! And, and then you feel the sort of ping against your mind as something tries to burrow into your mind and is repelled by you your think, will. Get out. Um, which, in the absence of the spellcraft check, you get, you know, like you're talking to him and then a mind affecting spell happens so it was probably him mm-hmm. with the spellcraft check you get yeah he's really interested in what you're saying in fact he'd love to read your mind you know, <laughs> hear what you have to think about normally people would ask yeah 
What do you think, Adam? And very obviously, um, this like you know based on how the spell works that he has failed to penetrate your mind, because mm. if he had, you wouldn't be aware that he was doing this. Yeah. Um, but if he's surprised by the lack of reaction, he just shows none of this. He just continues to sort of smile and, you know, over there by the bloody blast spiral. Nods, nods, nods. Tis brilliant indeed. But I, sad to say, have never run across an Asmodian with manners. (laughs) (laughs) Asmodeus is a widely renowned deity, Corfosa. <laughs> Such a broadly and publicly expressed opinion could get you in a great deal of trouble. Mm. The Lord has lasted here but 300 years. When the city crumbles, I have no doubt that the Lord of Hell will crumble in this place with him. (laughs) I would disagree with you. I disagree with your point. The order that makes up the universe is unlikely to crumble with one mere human city. But it is refreshing to find somebody who takes the long view about such things at last. (laughs) I have no... It's like, really? I have no doubt thou hast conversed with thine uh, compatriot see all upon such matters he looks at you with an apparently mm. blank sort of twitter style expression mm. says, I'm afraid I haven't had the opportunity to meet the fellow I will explain we encountered you know yep. the, the cleric of the what, is, what was his mind brotherhood, brotherhood of bones of the brotherhood of bones and you know we had, you know, was had interesting philosophical disagreements, yep. and yep. you know, he he aligned much more with them. And Tanith sort of apparently dredges this up from the depths of his memory because he all basically said, like in passing, he'd met Tanith. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't um, terribly yeah, impressed. <laughs> and Tanith, like, was Seol. Oh, uh, yes. I suppose I did meet the fellow in passing. Mm. Yeah. Thou must forgive me. Uh, I'm afraid it may have been a few lines in you didn't make an impression. <laughs> I have spent so little time in this place. I am convinced thou all must know each other. <laughs> I would not think that I had to lecture an elf on all elves not being related. <laughs> uh, not so, sir. Merely unused to such large cities. <laughs> so you're like if I read you correctly you're fairly openly endeavouring to imply to him that um, you know that um, Sarathel and Mandravius are the elvish side as opposed to the I'm Mandravius. openly into that I'm judging his life choices yep. yeah, <laughs> asking what his that parents was... thought of his life choices yep. and I'm being fairly open about my dislike of Asmodeus because Yes, yes, certainly that. Yes. He's a, a big up in the Church of Osmodi- Asmodeus, and I'm not the sort of person who's like, 
you know, I'm going to pretend to agree with your horrible moral choices yep, just yep. to be polite. I'll be polite, but I will disagree with them strongly. Yeah, <laughs> and he's he's very polite right back to this, but he, he clearly finds you, like, really blunt compared to what he's used to. He's used yep. to a lot more social twittering. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say, thou must forgive this old elf. <laughs> if I had a son, <laughs> he would be about thine age. <laughs> it must be a great tragedy to you. Did you lose your family or perhaps never gain them in the first place? Your manner of speaking is uh, more blunt than we're used to in Corvosa, I think. Perhaps you found it difficult to find a suitable mate at such a time. Oh, snap. There was only one lady. <clears throat> and she was fair and golden beyond imagining. Ah, yes. The rich ones do have a certain appeal, don't they? Teneth is not classy enough to have this conversation. I can. It's got different priorities. Yeah, it really does. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies don't just fucking wail and walk. I was referring to the lady's hair. Ah. Forgive me, I tend to think about wider things than mere beauty. Like if if you're gonna be blunt and rude to him, he can be slightly more subtle and rude right back to you. Sigalda was no mere beauty. Retract that insult, Kerr. This is the one woman I've loved, and she was beautiful and intelligent and amazing, and he's insinuating that she was a dumb bimbo? No. He sort of um you know, puts his puts his his what are they cigarette? Yeah, puts his, puts his thingy down, um, and sort of you know raises raises. I have no knowledge of, of this is golden the golden in the slightest. Uh, and to me, she's uh, far more <coughs> a stranger to you, and clearly from your lengthy years, long history, I am. Most apologetic to have riled you with such a thing. Forgive my temper, sir. My feelings on the matter are deep and long set. <clears throat> I, uh, I see thou art an intelligent and wise counsellor to thine queen. But thou art used to being a large fish in a shallow pool, and I fear it has blunted thine sensibilities. Adieu, sir. I walk off. He will sort of um, 
go over, he, he will sort of raise a hand and make a few, you know, above bar noises to uh, yeah. sort of interrupt you as you show, presumably show no signs of stopping. I, 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 I politely say, you know, yeah. I'm sorry, I lost my temper, this yeah. was wrong. Yeah. Clearly you're not the person to have this conversation with, yeah. and I walk off. Yeah, and he's he's sort of invested <laughs> enough to give you the vague, you know, oh no, kind of sorry as you go over the sort of, uh, uh, well, okay, you know, okay, he's walking off, cool, I'm not wrongly invested enough yeah. for this. Instead what we see is he just sort of, uh, uh, and then he walk off, he sort of, uh, the camera basically sees him drink his wine again, watch the curtains where you've just gone back through the throne room, sort of <laughs> deep, calculating look across his face. Uh, thinks long and fucking hard about that. Yep. Yeah. So Alagos kind of stalks back into the main room. Um, Alagos, Alagos, um, it doesn't have a lot of bluff, but but he is like he has um, a reasonable amount of charisma. So he's not like steaming. He's just like I had a conversation, and yeah. And those people with high sense motive can work out that I'm pissed off. But you know, being polite. <laughs> no. In fact, people with sense motive. Uh, as Alan Ross comes back, first comes back um, in, and then Tanith a little later. Um, I I regrettably don't pick up on this. I'd be happy to try and cheer him up, but I don't pick up on the fact that he's upset. He's covering his mat polite bit behind Ooh, a polite manner too well. Thirty six. Silver, on the other hand, knows exactly yeah. what's going it's on. About dead season. Come on. Okay, so... No, it's Tanith more that I'm rolling for. Yeah, you see Elagos come in, um, like, a, a fairly obviously he's gone out, he's had 10-20 minutes of conversation with Tanith, has come back in looking upset. Yeah. Um, Tanith comes back in, you know, uh, with an expression of kind of mild concern on his face, um, you know, then twitterpates himself back to his chair. Yeah. Um, what you pick up beyond what he's obviously projecting, Silver, is he comes back in... And his mind is just running like a calculator the whole time. Like he's he's deliberate. He's seen okay. You've you've seen a couple of things in this lengthy interaction he's now had with Elagos, which is he starts with hmm, okay. Elagos has quite literally come to this table. You know, he's clearly a man of interest. This is a new player of power in the city. I need to get to know this guy, who yeah. he is, what he's about, yeah. why he's here, etc. Et he might threaten the queen. He yeah, might, yeah. You know, yeah he might be a valuable ally in yeah. a number of things. It's both polite and intelligent for Tanith to get to know him. Um, the second undercurrent that Tanith is trying to hide here is the, oh, he's an, he's an elf. Yeah. You know, and he doesn't take that as, oh, thank goodness, a fellow elf of which is so rare in the city. He takes his arc. Competition. Yeah, it's another elf. This inherently raises my hackles slightly. It is a ne- negative that you are an elf to him because you are competition. Yeah. Oh well. Well, well he'll have very quickly worked out that I'm not remotely competing with him on that level. Yeah. And when <laughs> very he, quickly. when he comes back out from that conversation, he seems a little more reassured on that score. He's no longer watching Alagos and watching Iliosa in the same eye to sort of yeah. see how the women are looking at Alagos. He's had one conversation, just gone. Nope. <laughs> You know, the elf thing is not enough to overcome your obvious social deficiencies yep. from Tanner's point of view. Yep, yep, yep. Plus the fact that you're, like, cripplingly withered and old. Well, also <laughs> I said that there was only one woman I ever loved, yep. and I'm never loving anyone else again. It's really final. Yeah, yeah, but I think also, you know, I think Elagos will be flattered that one conversation is enough to convince Tanner that you're not a mindless... Yep. Pr- you're not any competition for him in the mindless pretty boy stakes. <laughs> Next, what Tanner has... I'll leave that. What Tanner has taken from that conversation with Elagos has clearly upset him 
upset Tanith mm. and worried him. Yeah. Because Alagos is not only, you know, a potential power player, Alagos is a power player that I really need to keep an eye on because something I learned in that conversation has raised my hackles from this guy is a vague ally or vague threat to problem. Is it the fact that I said I absolutely hate his god and his temple should go That you don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, Silver can't pick that up either because he's lacking the context. Yeah, but something, context. something in that conversation gave Tanith something to worry about. Yeah. And something in that conversation gave Tanith something to work with too. Because oh. he came out with his mind clicking like a calculator and going, okay. I've learned a lot more about this guy than I did 10, 20 minutes ago. What can I do with this information? Yeah. What more can I learn? How can I push him with his buttons? How can I manipulate yeah. him? And, and indeed, you've sort of seen that look across Tanner's face before. I've learned a button I can push here. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Like, yeah. I... Alagos is, like, bombastic and dignified and knows how to have a highbrow conversation, but but he is not a player. No. <laughs> not even remotely. And Tanith is just like kind of from... Yeah, uh, the running gag was, Dad, games are all we have. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna he spend, can't not talk. I'm going to spend the rest of the, the, the meal kind of talk, uh, talking to Garen, who's like much more my kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> join the NPC club. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's, he's honest, he's straight up, he's, you know... Gonna, I'm probably he's probably gonna say you know what he means. Oh yes, <laughs> Iliosa actually treats you um, exceedingly well during this, in that she obviously notices that you're upset in some fashion, mm. comes past like sort of makes polite small talk, you know, mm. offers you something nice to drink, turns the conversation to mm. something pleasant for yeah. a few minutes, and then sort of leaves again. Yeah. Like it's, I can see you're unhappy. Yeah, you know. I'm here to give you some sort of reassurance and help, and then I'm going to leave you to your mood instead of imposing on you and forcing you to engage with me. Yeah, and I'll, I'll thank her and, like, apologize and, um... I'm no trouble at all yeah. with that. Understand that these... I, I understand if you were not used to the politics of the city, such engagements can be very stressful. There was a time when I was a young... No, there was a time when I was a very young woman brought into all of this and thrown in well over my head. You will learn to swim in time. What was that a couple of years ago? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah, but humans have to learn. It's been a learn. long couple of years. <laughs> 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 have to learn it's been 2020 every year. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, okay. I value honesty, Corvosa Regina. It is hmm, a virtue and oft times a curse. <laughs> so it can be, and then she will sort of politely yeah, disagree. Yeah. Because it's very much, you know, I can see you're pissed off and I don't actually want to force you to talk to me, nor am I here to try and smother you with help because yeah. I don't really know you all that yeah, well. Yeah. So I'm just going to sort of, it's okay, yeah, you yeah. Know, take a breath. And I'm going to say, you know, I'm an honest person. Yeah, if yeah. you talk to me honestly, I'm going to be honest yeah. back and that kind of clues her into why I didn't get on with Tan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, other people have conversations. <laughs> Does anyone else have anything they want here? With no, I don't think so. Ilios I talk also, to Tanith or Sabrina. Uh, and uh, you, if you want any of them separately, you can easily have them. Can I get a like. judge of, of how Iliosa is doing as a reality Iliosa? Like how she is, like how much of her is coming through? Uh, how how much of Castle Vaughn's influence is overtaking her versus how yeah, well like she where, where she is percentage because wise. we haven't seen her in herself as opposed to the inner Leosa yeah. since we left the city. Yes. Yeah. How different does she look now? Well, how different is like, she? Well, we yeah, can see yeah, that the wardrobe is changing. Yeah. I think I perceive how it's in a bedroom. Yeah. Um, 
she seems, um, if anything, a lot more settled, a lot more in control, um, a lot, primarily I think the thing is she is a lot more confident she is not only just absurdly more confident than the scared young noblewoman that you met at the start of the campaign. Mm. Um, you know, she has obviously gained substantially in confidence as this goes on. At this point, sitting here, she feels completely secure. Like, completely and totally secure, almost bordering to the point of arrogance. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, you know, given that, that nobody here can kill her... And on some level, she kind of knows that. Like, if she decides to reach across the table and snap your neck, there isn't really anything you can do about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it does give her a, a lot of quiet confidence, which shows through. And in a way, it's very appealing and very attractive. Mm-hmm. And in another way, because you know where it's coming from, it's kind of yeah. scary as well. Yeah. <laughs> Does that answer your question? Uh, sort of, yeah. She's still, she's still herself, though. Just there's a lot of, a lot of the confidence of Casavon backing her. Yeah, up. I mean, she's certainly not like ranting and frothing about killing everyone and all the wonderful. She's a heightened she's version of what Iliosa is. Yeah. Um, in fact, you can give me um, a sense motive check. Oh, so much sense motive! Uh, I must which be is not health. actually opposed by her. This is just a general perception. Oh, that's a 10, so uh, uh, 33. It's a completely average roll. Iliosa has always been, to some extent, kind of arresting. Um, You know, she's she's a beautiful woman, she's an attention-getter, you know, people people pay attention to her. You've watched her grow over the years and kind of become a real leader. Mm. Um, At this point, um, she's actually radiating a bit beyond that... Um, what I said earlier about how she's like she's charming and beautiful and all that, but not supernaturally mm. so. At this point, she actively is leaning and passing the threshold of supernaturally attractive. Um, it's something. What the way Syl would notice it, I think, is it's when she moves around the room and engages with people, she sort of, to some extent, dominates the conversation. You know, people can't help but pay attention to her. She yeah. has that that infallible leadership mantle that just draws people's eyes to her. She is not consciously doing it, but she is commanding attention as she mm. goes. Um, fair, fair is to see in the sky and snow upon the mountains. <laughs> Terrible is the storm and the lightning. Strong is the foundations yeah. of the earth. What, yeah. she, what she takes away from this, Silver, is she radiates power more than anything else, and as Silver looks at this and watches the sort of dynamics of the room and how people are interacting with her, there's this subtle undercurrent, but it's there. Everyone in this room, to some extent or another, is afraid of her. Okay. I'll so, pass this all on to you guys, by the way. Sabrina the least, Tanith the most. Yeah. Um, but it, it in... It's sort of just the dynamics of power in that relationship. You know, yeah. she's always been powerful in the sense that I'm the queen and I can yeah. do what I want in theory. She has a position. Now she's got this sort of practical confidence of I am the queen and I can do what I want. And 
ultimately, you know, you have no power over me. Mm. And it's now just past that threshold of it's kind of creepy how little power you have over me. Yeah, because you know how much she can crush you. Yeah. Um, and that's that's where the sort of Castle Warm bits come in. Yeah. Jack, as you're reading the room, Jack specifically yeah. is scared of Ilioso, no, which no, you know to some yeah. extent, cool. but it's definitely... Yeah. Well, I know that everyone in this room has a has a degree of fear, and I know yeah. that Jack's definitely on the high level, but... Yeah. Yeah, I imagine Tanith, who's standing right beside her... <laughs> yeah, Tanith does this every day. Yeah, yeah. Tanith knows yeah. that's yeah. Diving into shark pits. Uh, without and the cage. The other one is... Um, You've seen her interact with Sabrina on many occasions. Sabrina mm-hmm. has always, to some extent, kind of given her the hero eyes. Like, Iliosa is, you know... Amazing. Amazing and wow and everything mm-hmm. else. They've become much bigger. Oh, yeah. really? It's very much like Iliosa. Like, I, she always... Like, still, Sabrina openly told you Iliosa will be a great leader, I'm sure of it. Mm-hmm. Now she's yeah. gotten to, yeah, Iliosa is a great leader. Iliosa is the woman. That's kind you of terrifying. Really harder. It's kind <laughs> of terrifying in the light that... Yeah. Um, Sabrina was really, really unhappy about what happened to Cressidia. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of scary that that didn't shake her face in Miliosa at all. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to talk to her about it. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you've seen where, where this is going, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all right. okay, so I, 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 I'll be spending most of my time keep, keeping an eye on Iliosa and the general mood that she provides the room and stuff, so that's my contribution. Yep. I spend some time talking to Iliosa yep. and just kind of hanging out with her. Yeah. Um, Jack is clearly not 100% comfortable with this situation. Yeah. But then Jack's never been 100% comfortable with Iliosa because there's, the rulership thing was always kind of yeah, there. Yeah, that, that power dynamic is kind of always there to yeah, some yeah. extent. Yeah, Jack, Jack, much more than the other more noble characters, is definitely noble or at least solidly middle class. <laughs> It's definitely always been aware of the power imbalance that exists between a ruler and a subject, particularly one that barely qualifies as a subject. But um, in spite of that, Jack endeavours to spend some time essentially being her friend, hanging out to, with her and talking to her and stuff. Um, she doesn't noticeably make much conversation with Tanith or Sabrina when, uh, when Tanith comes back, but she spends some time with Iliosa. And then when we've spent some time... You know, it's yeah. Well, let's get the hell out of here. Yeah. Also, does a bit of a small talk with the queen um, in the lines of "I, I love what you've done with the place, mm-hmm. removing all these elder yeah. statues." Mm-hmm. And what, <laughs> yeah, what, what she, what Eliosa is um, telling you over the conversation about what's happening in the city is very much what you already know as players yeah. from yeah. Three mm-hmm. Chimera and that. But she's actively proud of you know, like she does. She doesn't remotely think we've solved crime in the city, but yeah. we've taken a big hit out of crime in the city. Yeah, you yeah. know, I will make Corvosa safe for my people. Yeah, yeah. so it's like we'll just. I will talk. make Corvosa great again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you go talk to Tanith after repicking all this? Oh, yeah. No, I'm leaving a white boot. <laughs> I'm gonna give everybody a chance. I think the silver Tanith conversation is yeah. now definitely going to be a separate conversation, yeah. and possibly. Well, I had my. Day. I had my. Yeah, yeah, one-on-one tennis conversation. Definitely not. And I feel like it went went as well as it was going to go. I just don't want to have a conversation with Silver and Alex. Yeah, Yeah, but I think, yeah, that's probably... He wants to um, plumb Silver for information about Alex. Yeah, yeah, but but, but, um, I think it's definitely... um, probably just as well Silver wasn't there for that one because boy would Silver have been caught in the middle of that <laughs> yeah, so, yeah Silver got the got the, the aftermath of it and went oh no I'm not touching that for a day 
Okay. All right. Uh, so unless anybody else wants to do anything else, yeah. so basically, you know, the queen is very lonely. Spending some time with her, being her friend to the extent that I can manage that, given how scary she is, yeah. and then getting out of Dodge yep. because she's incredibly fucking scary. Yeah, yeah I'll also <laughs> be doing the friend thing besides yeah. the the whole investigation yeah, thing. Yeah, because yeah, all you're really doing is like reading the room while yeah. you're talking to people. Yeah. So yeah. you, you yeah. can do both. Yeah. And I mean, eventually, if this goes on long enough, she'll start making broad hints about yeah. how, you know, so yeah. we do actually have a city to run. So yeah. 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 yeah, so we hang out with her for a while and then we take off. I had yeah. a really nice conversation with Garen about dwarven architecture and how, <laughs> how much I hate the sure. Church of Asmodeus. <laughs> yeah. 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 Where, are we, where are we going to now? Alright, let's uh, let's pick a next down let's take that one off and pick a next downtime scene. I think not silver and tanith right away, let's give them um, Oh I'm so curious though. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think um, we're all the thing all, you have to know about dwarven architecture mm. as we invented rustic. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um Jared, if I talk to her after if, if I talk to Alagos afterwards, can I pick up more context? I am partial to rustic uh, architecture. <laughs> To an extent, you're never going to get this particular thing annoyed Tanith exact, this exact moment, but it also depends what Elgoth is prepared to tell you. Okay, well, if I, if, um, if we swap notes about mm. your conversation with um, Tanith, how much would you be prepared to tell Well, me? I think you'd better do that on screen, Susan, because yeah. okay. you can't do that as a, as yeah, a, as well. a party discussion. So are you cornering Elgos as we walk home? Well, not as we walk home. When, when, when it's kind of a little bit more chill. So <laughs> the Se- next several day. hours later. The, the next, next day. day. Yeah. You know that conversation you had with Tanith at the, at the, at the gathering at the, queen, at the palace? Uh, yay, verily so. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I've had a good night's sleep, I'm over it now, but I'm not... Yeah. Sure. Okay, we're going to bring that up again. Yeah. <laughs> like this time, we're, we're going to talk about it I'm, already. I'm <laughs> not taking it out on silver. I'm just kind of going, wincing it. Yep, yep, I remember it. Yeah, yeah. Meredith, <laughs> yeah. you remember that horrible fight we had the other day? Yes. Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about it some more. Yeah, he, he came out of that conversation with an interesting expression I haven't seen him in a while with. Uh, I fear I was uh, <clears throat> too blunt and plain-spoken. Uh, for thine father. <laughs> How so? <laughs> what do I say to this young lad? Um, How can I... Thine father is an ass. <laughs> yeah. 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 I can donkey. see where you got it from. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A veritable donkey. Yeah. Thou <laughs> hast heard mine opinions on Shalaxians, on the Church of Asmodeus, Hmm. On Elven dignity. <laughs> I fear <laughs> holding in the laugh. I fear none of them agreed with thine well preserved parent. <laughs> and uh, he responded by uh, hmm, um, and he kind of this sort of la da 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 usual bombastic Elagos bullshit, yeah. and he sort of quiets down and um, by insulting uh, the lady most close to my heart. Oh. And yeah, so um Silver basically um 
Like, Tanith is um, very much sold you on the concept of elven magnificence. Elves are great, yeah. elves are beautiful, blah, blah, blah. But not a, a whole great deal about elven culture, per se. And mm. to be honest, the, for a guy who is not actually in any way a Chalaxian, he comes across as very Chalaxian yeah. noble. Like, <laughs> yeah. he lives, acts, and behaves like a Chalaxian noble. Yeah. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah. No, no, that's that was fine. good context. Yeah. Oh... Okay. <clears throat> Alagos bursts into tears. Aww. Yeah. He um He really loved Sigelda, okay? <laughs> and and she died a long time ago. Is that Sarah no, no, no. Sigelda no. was um, entirely different woman. You have okay. never heard of a Sigelda. Sarenthal was Mandravius's lover. Yeah, no. Yeah. Um, oh, I no. thought I thought you were mentioning that that Sarenthal was okay, no, no, no. Um, apart from anything else, that would have weirded up. Tenneth even more. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I was in love with your great What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, um, he's, he's mentioned Sigalda a couple of times. Um, he is, um, the woman he loved who's, um, long since dead, but he still has huge feelings for her and, and, and Tenneth just went and, you know, Trumples on those trumples on them. I, I believe that Silver's taken like um you know Serenthal because they do have vaguely similar. Yeah, Ser- oh, okay. is a woman you know that Elagos clearly respect- admired and respected, respected and, and admired, and Silver sort of looked at that and gone on oh, like she was an elf and you were an elf, so obviously no, no, no I just it, 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 the, the two names <laughs> conflated. Yeah, yeah, they're compacted together. No, so but I do like admire and expect it, and like if you were going to take it away, you could think, well, you know, he could have been with Sigal uh, with. Sarenthal, but instead he went for Sigalda, like... Yeah. Yeah. But in any case, an elderly elf is now crying in the hall. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's awkward for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Elagos. Uh, Oh. Yeah. Forgive my melancholic humor. No. No, you don't need to... Come here. <laughs> He's gonna. He'll, he'll I don't know that Elgos would want to be hugged, but possibly. No, um, like he, he's he's okay with being hugged. It's, cool. it's not something that happens very often, but cool. but he was. He needs it now. Um, <laughs> he's like you would pick up that you know he's actually a lot more shocked about the fact that he's still a lot more shocked about the fact that he's in the future and everyone he knew he known was dead. Then he kind of lets on most of the time, like he yeah. sort of shoulders through it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but when he sees an elf behaving like a chillaxian and insulting, like it, it just, yeah. it was just too. It was right, right where he lives. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you have, you have nothing to apologize for. Let it all out. Mm. Let so, it all out. I'll sort of um, cry for a little bit on um, uh, Silver's shoulder, and then kind of make excuses and sort of sit in my room for a while and just kind of. Oh, can't get, oh. put myself back together because oh. yes Tanith really did hit a button yeah, yeah. it was it wasn't really where he was aiming at all but yeah. Sort of, you know, yeah. Okay. yeah but I think um I think Tanith is incap- incapable of not talking about woman in a slightly crass manner he doesn't mean yeah. anything yeah. by it but well, it's just not just, it's not the way I think Tanith, Tanith is as close as you've come to home Yes. Like he's a direct blood relation yes, to people. You know, he's absolute, sort of an elf. He's, yeah, that's yeah. absolutely true. I was kind of, I and kind of like got that with Seol, and like Tanith's actually the, the descendant of people yeah. I yeah. knew. And, and because yeah. Tanith is an elf who's like really the epitome of everything that's wrong with the city. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
It's definitely, it really reminds me. Why? Why is my world like you now? (laughs) (laughs) He's 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 your bone picker. He's the guy that hates every. He's the guy that's opposed to everything you believe in. And, yeah. <laughs> but I had that with Seol, and it was actually fine. It's yeah, Tanith's so much ruder. Yeah, but I think yeah. Tanith is much more opposed to anything you believe in. Mm. Uh, Seol has dignity. Yeah, that's and, true. And he's and he believes his religious beliefs honestly, and he's yeah. young and could learn better. Yeah. And it doesn't hit Elagos where he lives in the same way. Anyway, let's like do a scene which Elagos isn't in. Yeah, off the list. Because yeah. <laughs> I need a break. Yeah, oh, that was intense. Are you, are you okay? Yeah, no. Oh, it's just like when the character gets emotional, it's yeah, kind of yeah. hard not to get a little bit of blowback. Yeah, I noticed you were kind of shaking a Yeah, bit. yeah, it's yeah. just like intense. Yeah. Alright, let's do a scene with somebody who isn't Elagos. What have we got on it's, the list? It's a oh. mixture of like the, the character emotions of the character and then getting tense about wanting to do the character's emotions justice. Yeah, mm. just, just before we move on from that, mm. I need you for this, Meredith. Excellent. Um, Silver, uh, when are you planning on talking to Tanith about this? Well, not that day. No. Uh, if you can give me a vague in, you know, tomorrow, in a couple of days, in a week, in a couple of weeks. Uh, because it'll, it, 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 it'll be like within a couple of days, okay, not, a cu- nope. not a couple of weeks. Cool. Be... No, that's, that's all the information I need. Because it will literally change by that point how much, because you well know what Tanith is probably going to do with this, how much information he'll have gathered on Elagos <laughs> by that point and what yeah. he'll do with it I and think, what he'll say. I it de- it, I, I've given you the note, yeah, but yeah. it depends if he's looking in the right place. Yes. How yeah. fast he gets there. So, it, depending on what Susan's up for, one thought might be to do Silver Tanith, because we're uh, kind of... Week. I'm yeah, so curious, though. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, I've ticked off so several more things here we'll leave a couple of the Elagossi ones thank you um, it's just there's a lot of like heavy duty reacting to everything in Corvosa and I yeah. don't think I'm uh, so uh, talk with the queen is done uh, no, do we have anything happy there? Uh, we have Garen and Griff. Yeah, Garen Griff. Go on, Garen Griff. Yeah, I'm doing much. Do you want the list? That's just the first one I've got. Yeah. Might as well get it out of the way. Yeah. I, I wouldn't mind doing something. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, you, you, yeah, you've kind I of Garen, not, I have Garen Griff, uh, Silver, Corvo Sequa, um I'm just jumping all the Elagos ones. Uh, of all people, I, this is one I've added to the list, um, Zebo Pinklelink wants to talk to Jack. Oh. Yeah. Um, Silver is abducted <laughs> by Octavia. <laughs> someone with the name Zebo Pinklelink? Zebo Pinklelink. He's a gnome. Oh, okay. He's, he's my yeah. uncle. I, I'm responsible for that name. Zebo <laughs> I'm just like (laughs) Jack looking into Blackjack and I have a secret That's an amazing name Well do we want to what about Jack and Zebo Pinklewink and then maybe the secret Garen scene if we've got time Sounds good Yeah Yeah. Because I'm uh, not certain this Zebo Pinkle Wink is going to be a long conversation. Z, uh, Z is not going to be a long so conversation. No. Z will basically um, sort of mention offhand to Lucy, you know, at some point, uh, yeah. like a word with Jack, if you could ask her to sort of drop in at some point. Like, it, this is not come and see me urgently. This is just yeah. when you're around, yeah. you know, drop, yeah, drop in and have a cup of tea with me. Wh- where is Z living? Is he living? He lives in, in Winter's Potions. He lives above it. Right, so he yeah. doesn't live in the manor per se? No. Okay. Um, he has uh, doubtlessly been invited to if yeah. he wants to. He's actively um, pretty happy in his little bachelor flat. Honestly, <laughs> like he has not expressed the sentiment to Lucy, but he's really happy to have the family out, out of his fucking house again <laughs> after no, all yeah. this time. Yeah, oh yeah, he's enjoying the distance uh-huh. from Lucy's mom. Although we have offered uh-huh. 
Lucy's mum was really nice. I'm going to spend the next day having tea with Lucy's mum. She's really chill and relaxing. We, we have offered to grow some of his uh, more plant-based alchemical stuff in the garden in the basement. Yeah, but yeah. the Winchesters have been crashing in this pad for a long time. Very and they're hard work. Since, since her father died. And, oh, they're, yes. and they're hard work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so... Um, yeah. So I will go but I will of course go by which name I didn't write it down. Livia. Livia, okay. Livia Wintrish. As an Empress Livia spelt? Yeah. Okay. Um, so when you get there, um, Jack, there is a sign on the door that says, um, you know, Wintrish po it's obviously a slightly new sign from what it was. Um Wintrish potions, the hours appear to have changed slightly. Um and is at present closed and when you knock on the door um, you hear a slight little scramble from above the upstairs window opens and a tiny plume of smoke comes out <laughs> as oh he, my god as he's, he's turned it into like a fucking Z, Z leans out the window sort of sees you, sees you oh Jack Pulls around this, pulls around this pie. Oh, sort of. Oh, come in. He's a, he's a yeah. well, well, that was very much the. Is Lucy with you? No, no, not smoking. Not smoking. Yeah. You know, that's that's an alchemical experiment. As soon as he says, James, like, oh yeah, I'm just I'm smoking. Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, 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 comes downstairs. Yeah. So Jack will be polite and wait for him and pretend she needs him to unlock the door for her. <laughs> Lucy doesn't know. Is polite? Yeah. It is mean. polite not to break into yeah. your friend's house. Is it weird? No, no, no he just, it's, it's tobacco. But uh, yeah. he told Lucy he wasn't doing it he's anymore because hell, yeah, he's quit. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Jacks. He's, he's Jacks quit, but he has a large number of alchemical things that smoke that he works with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's sort of this, it's, like it's just this funny gag that he's I've, trying to hide I've this. I've been thing. smoking for three hundred years. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a gnome's constitution, not an elf's constitution. So that's fine. So he'll say, "Ah, Jack, come in," and you come in and. Things have changed a little about Z. Not not anything amazing or that alarms you, but he just generally looks just a little bit more relaxed. Yeah, you know, a little, a little bit chiller. Yeah, he, the place looks just a. It's not a wreck, but it's a bit more slovenly. It's sort yeah. of turned vaguely back into his bachelor party. It's like he doesn't live with a crazy woman and a wild mage anymore, yeah, and a teenage yeah. wild man. Jesus. <laughs> Jack, come in. Good to see you again. Come in. Likewise, hey. Sit down. Do you want? Do you want? Do you want anything? Tea, juice. Juice would be great. How oh, you been keeping me? You recovering okay from the um that mess? It's um I know it wasn't great for your health and all what happened during the plague. No, but. <clears throat> I seem to I seem to have kicked it, no problem. I mean been sick for weeks like that. I've never had anything like it, but not so much as a sniffle since <sighs> Seems like this is doing me some good after all, despite <laughs> what young Lucy thinks. Oh my god. Oh my god, you're gonna try getting me to quit smoking so nice. Uh, the, the running gag for him is that um He's like a twenty constitution character, and was supposed to have been dead from the plague about five times over. And the doctor's just like, we we don't know why he's still alive, <laughs> but, but he is because he just, just makes every fortitude tiny thing. It's like it's like Garen, except he doesn't have immunity. He just has to roll a one. <laughs> so yeah, he he will sort of just you know sit down and, and <coughs> shit with you, and then he sort of. 
Yeah, so I just hang out and talk yeah. to him, catch up on how he's doing in the city and that kind of thing, how the potion shop's doing. And after about 20 minutes of this, he says, takes a deep puff, and he says, You've been bringing me a few useful items that fall into your pockets over the years. It's kept a good income going for me, it's kept a good income going for you. I know it's fallen off over the last while, and well, I'm noticing the difference. I can't say I'm hurting terribly much for it. You've found a better situation in life, and I'm, I'm very happy about that with you. And Lucy, Lucindriel, she's found a much better situation in life. But things seem to be working out pretty well for the city on the whole. Past the plague, past, well, hopefully past the Arcona conspiracy, despite what's in the papers some days. But it's come it's come out well for you kids. And in truth, and don't tell Lucy this, but I'm quite enjoying having the house back to myself again. <laughs> yeah, I spotted yeah, I spotted that. It must have been hard work um, living with Livia all this time. I know she can be a bit of a worry if she's um prone to wandering off and the like. We had to keep a good eye on um my mum when she got a bit old and doddery. I love the girl dearly. If I could have afforded to keep an eye on a guard, if I could have afforded a guard to keep an eye on it before, but of course there was that business with Gadron. Yeah, well, the old bastard's dead now, so that's a good thing. How <laughs> true! <laughs> Come to that, Gloria Arcona's dead too, so you know the city's definitely improving in some ways. <laughs> to the better off dead. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, you're young. Is that water? Yeah, yes, yeah. yes. No, Z doesn't remotely endeavour to offer you alcohol. No, nor no. does he appear to actually be drinking to himself. Be honest, being, uh, I remember toasting with juice when I was a kid. <laughs> yes. Jack doesn't want to stunt her growth. Jack is pretty <laughs> short. <laughs> <It's> no, <nose>, no. <laughs> is there any growth juice? I'll drink that. At some point, I'm going to cast <laughs> an enlarged person on you. Yeah, that'll be <laughs> If your situation changes. You, you've always got a place here if you need somewhere to crash. But if anything should happen to fall into your pockets, I don't want it coming with you here. Not anymore. I'm stepping out of the game. It's gotten a lot more dangerous than I'm prepared to put up for. The city is safer than it's ever been, but it's not a good time to be a fence. I've gone pretty pretty straight these days. Um, it was taking that job with the Corvosa guard what did it. I, I couldn't square it with myself taking the taking the guard's money and um, still stealing. But um, that's why I haven't been bringing stuff by. But I, I still keep a watch out for my friends. Like, is there something? Is anyone giving you trouble? Um, I just want to check one detail here. Not. Um he he shakes his head no no quite quite the opposite trouble's been stamped on with a big heavy male foot A few 
associates more than friends on that side of the business got picked up at Eagle's End when the guard went in and dropped Pilt's Labs operation. You've heard about it? Oh yeah, it was in the paper and you know I don't know if he was bright enough to see it coming but running an open operation like he was doing was always going to be into trouble once the bridges got rebuilt. It was all very well doing it when old Corvosa was cut off the mainland but it was never going the city was never going to tolerate it. I mean get the old bastard Gadrin was a lot smarter than that. He kept us. He kept us all pretty quiet. He didn't go around flaunting it in everybody's faces. Like he just quietly had had money as hand in people's pockets. Going around calling yourself the emperor of all corpora was never going to work out for old Pilts. But Pilts was pretty stupid. It was always a strange man. Uh, in some ways, I think he'd found his niche in life running that exemplary excrucibles. Well, if he'd stuck to that, he'd have lived longer. I mean, I'm presuming he's dead. Uh, he shakes his head. No, he's actually been reported in the papers. Oh. As, um, escapes to who knows where. Oh, that's right. He, he has neither dead been. nor arrested. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's on the lamb. Yeah, on the lamb. <laughs> the lamb is on the lamb. <laughs> Fine. Yeah, yeah. he's a norm, so he's not above such cheap puns. So yeah. he, he sort of thinks, you know, lamb is on the lamb. <laughs> Who will bring lost mutton home? <laughs> I had uh, several dealings with Pilts for this and that over the years. Um, exemplary excruciables may have been a smut show, but it did always find a useful home for certain esoteric items. <laughs> yeah, we sh- we sold in some of the creepy shit we found in um, other places because we didn't want to, you know, we didn't want to throw it away, but it was pretty gross. I remember a fine pair of, a fine set of orcish theatre masks of all things that made its way to me. Uh, I wouldn't have um, very finely made things, but ghastly and horrific in their way orcs and theatre obviously wasn't a combination that was meant to happen. Pilt's bought them though. He said that to horrify people. Of course, compared to what else was in that <coughs> museum. In any case, that's all burnt to the ground now. Well, that can only be an improvement. But I can't disagree with uh, what the Queen's doing, per se. The city is probably safer than it's ever been, but... doesn't feel that way, though, right? It doesn't. Keep your head down. What I'm making off fencing isn't, isn't worth the risk of having... Three dozen grey guards come straight through that door with crossbows out. It's a good idea. While Octavian Mandravius is running around like a loose cannon in particular, and even if something were to happen to her, and oh, that Jack's voice goes dead flat cold. Yeah. Um, it's it's not sa- it's not safe to be off the straight right now. You say it like something will happen to like something might happen to her. Well, you know. What with one thing and another, and Jack will draw and flip between the fingers a little dagger. I made a promise to old Gadron, not to his face, because, you know, he just had a good go at killing me. I I promised he'd remember one day that he'd crossed me. Octavia doesn't know it, because she doesn't pay attention to who's friends with who and the like, but she's hurt some friends of mine pretty badly, and... The thing is, I never liked her, but I didn't have the power to do anything about it. Jack tosses the dagger in the air and catches it. What was one thing and another? I've got a lot more power now. 
And Z looks at this and gives you one thing that you do not see a lot of on him, a cold smile of satisfaction here. It's like almost an evil look flickering across his face. Gaius Wintrish was in every way but blood, my brother. City is danger city is a dangerous place. <laughs> Who knows what mess Octavia might fall into. Accidents do happen. To revenge, a dish best serve cold. Cheers. So, Lucy tells me everything went swimmingly went swimmingly in the Cinderlands. Tell me what blew up. <laughs> and I'll tell them the story of yeah. Cinderwall. Which, uh... Not the story of the spontaneously reversing black tentacles. Because <laughs> that's the thing he wants to know. Well, I, I think, I don't know. I know he's Lucy's magic I teacher. believe in you. <laughs> I, I just feel like that would, um, yeah. that would, that would be dobbing her in too much. So I'll yeah. tell her about Cinderwall, which is a story Cinder about magic going wrong well. yeah, that doesn't dob Lucy in quite so he's much. He's very much asking funny. about like how did Lucy get yeah. to control what's going yeah. on here. So <laughs> I'll tell, the, I'll tell them some of the good Lucy stories and some of the average Lucy stories, but not the ones where she really yeah. landed on her ass. So somehow <laughs> she managed to seduce a sad worm. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, basically the, the threat to his fencing side of the business. He's just looking at it and going, yep. this city's having a real influx of, like, law and order. Yep. Really efficient, really effective, good crime-stopping law. You know, this is a good time <laughs> to stop being a criminal. Yeah. <laughs> I think I might um, pass that word to several of my friends. Um, while I'm talking to him, yep. I will. Um, have you heard anything about blackjack stealing things? Seems kind of funny. What I see in the Chimera, nothing more than that. But it's not what uh, it's not what he's known for. But I'm not. A couple of minds about blackjack. I mean, put on a mask and get away with your dealings is a smart plan for anyone. But you've heard the theory that blackjack is a spirit of the city, of much a part of Corvosa as the brick and the stones it's built on. Yeah. Honestly, and who knows if I'm right about this or not, but that's the one I've always believed in. If what they say in the papers is true, it makes me wonder what the city's becoming. Yeah, if, if you're right about that and he is some kind of spirit, he might be being influenced by... Um, that's certainly what the one I grew up believing in. in Blackjack was kind of a hero figure to all of us, and I always thought <coughs> he was part of the city itself. That's, he or she. It's mostly superstition. More likely than not, it's... More likely than not that... That little gnome, he's decided to... He's, he's decided that he can make a better investment. Sorry, that little gnome, he's decided he can better get get ahead by crime. Now the competition's lessening. Or he's died, and somebody else has put on a mask and is calling himself Blackjack, living off the reputation. Much more likely than, much more likely than an old gnome's theories. He says, look, sort of looking out the window and thinking wistfully. Mm. By the way, Blackjack looks like the species of whoever's looking at it. So if you're a gnome looking at Blackjack, you think it's a gnome. Oh, that's some helpful back. content. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Susan. Yeah. I was listening to this conversation and going, wait, Blackjack's a human? 
No, oh. uh, black, blackjack is uh, multiple witnesses have identified blackjack as being all manner of ages, species, and skill sets. Cool. Yeah. So and if he I wears saw a black, black, he wears a black mask. Yeah. Is the distinguishing. So feature. if I saw yeah. blackjack, I'd kind, I think he was kind of elvish. Yeah. 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 Okay. And you'd think it was a he because you're a he, and he also uses weapons that you would use unless you don't use weapons, in which case it defaults to something. Cool. Who knows? You you yeah. would actually have to cool. see Blackjack operating as Blackjack, and at which point I would go, okay, you know, like Silver, you see this sort of male half elf, like yeah. alive, etc., mm-hmm. etc. Lucy, you see a woman like such and such. That's really cool. Yeah. And yeah. All, all dressed very much like Zorro, so the yeah. wide brim hat. And it provides yeah. a lot of com- context for conversations about Blackjack. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Z, Thank is, you, Z has seen. Good. Did Z- you notice me going? <laughs> <laughs> Z no. has seen Blackjack at some point in his life, and Blackjack is very obviously a male gnome. Yeah, um, I, I noticed the lost look and then I was like, wait, we haven't really described anything about Blackjack like, at all. He's got the Zoro mask and then he's got this big nose like this. <laughs> um, yes, there we are. That, that came out. That, I was very happy with how that came out. Yep. Yep. You can check yeah. that one off. Cool beans. That was awesome. That was okay. very vindictive. Very. Yeah. I'm going to take the bitch Just out. Just when they start, like, I was like... Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, that's... Um, so we're in the city. Gara would say... Jack is Victor. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're in the city. Gara says, huh, I, I saw such a disturbance of the boss. Like, someone's taking some dark side points. Oh, well, nobody I know. <laughs> Jacqueline's status is vindictive. <laughs> yeah. Jack's rivalry with Alagos increased. <laughs> Go buy her a bone. It'll make you feel better. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is some dragon age. Tell us, like, I can see I've upset you. Have some wine. Have some more wine. Have this dirty handkerchief. Have someone else's underwear. That's <laughs> yeah, right. I have a lot of women's underwear. For some reason. Okay, shall we go to someone else? Yep. Yeah, Griff. Garen, we're doing Garen's secret. So I have Garen, Garen and Griffin separately, Garen and a mystery guest. Let's Ooh. have Garen and the mystery guest. I oh, vote wow. for doing the shorter one and then save this time for the other one. Yeah, the shorter I don't know. The, the shorter one probably is the mystery guest. Uh, so let's go say. with that. Because that's exciting. Yeah. 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 Um, close on an exciting thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mystery. Yeah. And yeah, um, Zebo Wink is a joint NPC, uh, backstory NPC, which... He's yeah. her adopted uncle and runs the potion shop that she practices her alchemy at and teaches her sorcery. He's my fence, but she doesn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or he was my yeah. fence because well, I'm out of the yeah. ceiling. Yeah. Or Lucy, he's a very honest businessman. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. he hasn't told her how he, how he kept the yeah. shop running in those difficult financial yeah. times when it had to suddenly support three people with no other source of income. Yeah, he's a very honest man who <laughs> <laughs> absolutely doesn't chain smoke. <laughs> yeah. So, Garen, at this point, um, we cut it on the scene um, at the Dwarf's Forge on a um, otherwise fairly unremarkable day, or I imagine like um, actively forging at something. Of course. Um, when you hear a big, heavy male knock on the door, which is not alarming in any way because many of your customers <laughs> wear heavy armor for some funny reason. So there's the big sort of... on the door... Aye, covered. Yeah. Here, click. The door opens. Thunk, thunk, thunk as somebody comes in. There's a few whispered words from the person coming in, talking to people outside. 
perception check? Yeah, but it's Gary. Oh, <laughs> okay, sorry. Mm. I, I assume people can make perception and not Gary. No, you're the only one who can do that. <laughs> then somebody come somebody enters in mail and you're still basically back turn hammering away on the forge dink 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 you know silence dink 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 silence switching stretching to slightly awkward yeah hello da (laughs) oh no (laughs) da (laughs) dink dink Oh, that's all right. Oh my gosh. Dad's welcome. There's a slight sound of tink, tink, something. Like looking for a little miscellaneous chunk of like metal or nail or something like that. And something goes flip, you know, lands on top of the forge, rolls across what you're doing and falls into the flame and just kind of melts away. Ah, <laughs> oh, <what? laughs> You look up. Um, and there is somebody there, um, a dwarf, a dwarven woman. Um, would she be like probably a hundred odd in dwarf, so the equivalent of sort of a 30, 30 to forty year old? Yep. Um, uh, you are actually welcome to give me a descriptor here if you want one. Um, this is Hamelsia, uh, and she is dressed in a grey in grey glad plate. Oh, <laughs> you've got a daughter in the grey guard, haven't you? Not that he knew. Oh, shit. You'll have to remind me which daughter oh <laughs> I have seven. Yeah, and I told you not to make seven. <laughs> Actually, I didn't tell you not to make seven NPCs. Uh, I was right. expecting seven NPCs to turn up at once and book five. Ah, last. Last, 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 last. So <laughs> many lessons. Oh, God, yeah. Last I could never remember their names, so I just called them all last. I could never remember mine, so they just called me Dark. Okay, so yeah, she's your typical dwarven fighting looking person. Got the uh, mithril plate on, the grey guard sort of look. Do female dwarves have beards in D&D, or is that just a Terry no, Pratchett thing? No, that's a Terry thing. <laughs> okay, cool. So, yeah, she doesn't have... Um, She's like a dragon-aged wolf. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I imagine she cool. keeps her hair rather short, considering how her um, personality is. <laughs> um, yeah, I imagine it's very military, crew yeah. guard style. Yeah, she's she's indoors, um, so she's probably got her helmet just tucked under her arm. Very much so. Vaguely standing. <laughs> like, not quite standing at proper attention, but vaguely standing at attention. Exactly. So, at ease. Yeah, yeah at, at ease. ease. That's a good one. And uh, yeah, she um, has a light crossbow um, on her back, and yeah, that's how she looks. Does she look? Does her features kind of look like you, or more like her mum? Ooh, good question. <laughs> yeah, like, could we be able to tell if she's your daughter if, she, if you saw her? Uh, I'd say she probably leads more towards Gara than her mum. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's enough of a resemblance. Like, it's certainly for the two of them together. Is... Wow. <laughs> Same nose. Yeah. Same jaw. Blacksmith's chin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, something you can forge a weapon off. This is da. Fuck da. Oh, lass. How have you been? Not too bad on the whole. 
decided to decided that I'd need I'd be needed here to take up a new post. This is your work, she says. Or well, at least a copy of it. I can tell by the way it wears. Aye, aye. I used to make them for the Grey Guard. And so you're still here in the Dwarf's Forge. Nothing new, nothing changed. Well, I sleep in a manor now down the road, but apart from that, <laughs> there's got to be a few things I need to bring the family in on. Aye? What is it that you've got to bring the family in on, Dad? I'm here and I'm listening. Um, yeah, how much of the suit are you going to tell her mm. given she's showing off in a grey guard uniform? Yeah. <laughs> You could give her like a pricey of your experience in the in the last year or so, and you're like trapped in Cinderlands. Uh, how much could I get to her? Just give her footnotes. Well, it's not like you can't say to her anything you've told Elias or you've told Elias mm-hmm. quite a lot. Yes, but I think he wanted the family to unite against Iliosa, which uh, is awkward now. Mm. <laughs> yeah. There's something nasty brewing in the city. So I hear. Something that we need the family together for. Well, I'm here and I'm listening. He puts his puts his hammer down, he puts his, um, he, he brings up a chair, I got Okay, lass, what I'm saying cannot be spoken to anyone but family. You understand this, right? That depends on what you've got to say, and what's happening, and what's being done. You know, I kind of make that promise if people are in danger. With laws being broken and lives at risk. Aye, aye. Aye. She kind of, she, she's lawful good like you are. Yeah, that's the <laughs> she's very lawful. Yeah, it's and nothing but an inconvenience in the end. <laughs> Gets in the way of what needs to be done. She needs an alignment change to neutral. I think you of all people could understand that. Ah, I do. But there's the problem. When it becomes a case of whether following the law or protecting the people, which way do you go? It's a hard one, but protecting the people has to come first. You have to do what's best for the greater good. The greater good. Aye. What I want to tell you about is very, very dangerous to know about. Comes at the door hard. Bloody typical. 
You want a lady bit or which sister that is? And she holds it. She she holds a hand up slightly to stop you as you go to the door, and she shouts up at the door. Nay, not yet. <laughs> oh my gosh, the whole batch of them there. Of course they are. Actually, it it could very much be her friends in the Grey Garden. Yeah, I get She's been sent in to pump you for information. Yeah, I get this. She's here to arrest you, vibe off her. We haven't all the time in the world. Be quick about it. Sense motive check? No, Darren's not going to do that. Well, you can't. You can't reach it, children. It's <laughs> yeah. Um, no, Garen just trusts implicitly even when he shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I've come across information that there may be a threat to the people of the city within the higher ranks. What are you planning on doing about it? Nothing for the next wee while. Nothing's bro- nothing's exploding yet. But eventually I'll have to come to a choice. You know how I feel about... How I feel about law and order, eh? Aye. That's one of the things that always made you such a terrible liar. True. So you know, you can tell when I'm being honest with you. I can tell when you're lying to me. Aye. You know I don't lie to family. You're in over your head here, duh. Oh. Oh, I'd say I am. (laughs) (laughs) You've been seen meeting with the wrong sort of people. Oh, aye. And what sort would that be? The sort that aren't invested in the greater good of the city. A sort that are only invested in their own good. Traitors would be the usual word they'd call them. It's the last thing I thought I'd be here for. Aye. Well, that's a funny thing, isn't it? When you start calling things greater good, that means that you're saying that there's some things that are lesser good too. There's a bit of banging. There's not people knocking at the door again, but there's a lot of sort of bit of clanging out there and just sort of general shuffling around. And she looks up at the door, you know, concern flickers across her face. Look, in a few minutes, if they don't get an answer they like, the rest of my squad will be coming through the door. I want very much to be able to tell them that I found everything fine here and that you really are working for the greater good of the city. But you've got a plan that for once in your life you've thought this through. This sounds like that, growth. <laughs> that you're going to step up, lead this city, show them what somebody, show them what the right person at the top can do. Make Corvosa an example in all the best ways. Are you going to be able to do that? Are you really that man? There's the bang knocking at the door. Aye! Not yet! I am that man, lass. But that man is not the man you think he should be. How's that, then? You remember the fire in the shop a couple of years back? Aye. Well, 
when that happened, I had a bit of a uh, bit of a revelation. I took up the office of the paladin of Saturday. Aye. And she made something very clear to me. And I can't go back on my word. You know that, class. Aye, again. So when your squad comes for me, you know I won't resist. You know I won't hurt any of them. I'll come along nice and quiet like. But really, you need to be thinking, are you doing what's right for the people? Is Are you doing what your mother would do? And there's that frantic banging at the door again. Come and, in. And she glances up at it. Yes! There is the sound of people um, not forcing the door because it isn't locked, but yeah. sort of bang of the shoulder coming through it. And she looks back at you with desperate eyes, and can you roll me? No, not the slightest. Probably persuasion. Yes, indeed. Given you are running on a strictly limited time window here, can you roll me a overall charisma check? Like, this is just kind of gut decision time. Honestly, I respect you so hard for just saying, yeah, come in. Ooh, very nice. And you're a pretty 33. Really, Finch, you under the impression I will what's the word? Come quietly. Yeah. <laughs> well, guards I know I know I know he's going to come quietly, but it's still just as badass as that scene. She listens to this and she shakes her head, turns to the door, says, Oh da. I know exactly what Mum would do. Reaches round, takes the crossbow bolt, cocks it, then swivels round and fires it at you. And there is the thunk as it hits you in the gut. You slump down, and she leans over slightly. If you can't convince me, if you can't convince your own daughters, how are you ever going to help lead this city? How are you ever going to unite these people? Da. Da, listen. I know how you can do it. You just have to... And then you wake up. <laughs> I was really hoping that wasn't a dream sequence because he was so badass the whole time. And I was like, it's still a good I, scene. I kind of wanted him to be arrested and us have to get him out because it was so badass. I, I called it. <laughs> yeah, you did. And she, said, she gave me a note that said dream sequence. You wake up, Garen, like for a moment, sort of clutching at your gut, convinced that this this is a real nightmare and the bolt is in there, sort of thing. And then, no, no, okay, obviously I'm fine. And this passes off you reasonably quickly, but you you sort of this this flickering over you of doubt almost, you know, like okay, whew, that was a dream, you know, cool. Like my daughter's not even a member of the Grey Guard, I don't need to worry about that, you know. Whoa, but but what if she was? What if it came to that? What if what if I couldn't convince her, you know? And it's it's again that that sense of failure and almost fear hanging over you of what if you're making the wrong call you know what if you can't if you can't get your own daughter on side how the fuck are you going to unite people like bloody Tanith and the nobles of the city to to resist what's happening here the weight of responsibility on you the fear of your failure weighing you down for a moment and then 
you are Yarn, doing as you please with that. Yay, those dreams are the best dreams. Beep, beep, for cursed, beep, beep. Have your own for cursed dream. As I'm thinking these dark and worrisome thoughts, I feel, Garrett feels something brush against his chest. He reaches out and takes out his symbol of Sarah Yeah. And just bursts out laughing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Octavia. If that's the best you can do, you got no chance at all. <laughs> yeah, like, it's it's definitely nothing as blatant as sort of this nagging sensation if you wake up and go, hmm, if I used that trumpet more, I'd be stronger. It's more just, oh god, I'm not strong enough to do the thing, but I, you know, I, I there's that vague sensation of I could be, and then it's like, yeah, with faith. <laughs> so, 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 okay, sorry, sorry, I thought it was Octavia doing it, but no. you're right. Uh, so he takes out the symbol and goes, ha, oh, ah. Oh. You overgrown salamander. If you think that's going to take my down, you've got another thing coming. One does not actually preclude the other. True, but still. So Octavia yeah. is working with Chasm. Yeah. 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 Well, we first thought it was Octavia who yeah. was sending um, yeah. 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 Plain spoken, um, <laughs> lawful good characters getting themselves into. On that note, hey Silver, give me a will serve. Oh, fuck. I've already put my dice away. Oh, well, well, can good. you use mine? Oh, sweet. So I get that badass moment uh, straight to the artifact. I hope it choked oh, on it. That's a 16 plus. Is it will save? It's like you. That's uh, an 18. That's, that's a 9, plus my will. The nine, 9 and 18. And 27. Yeah. yeah. And, and again, um, to clarify for the that's, player, based on yeah, what you know you. about these things, that is not like Casabon has magically dice, read yeah. your mind, knows about the resistance, is turning your fears against you. It's more, you know, like that's sort of an internal thing that Garen is worried about. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, was 27 is enough? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> you feel something tingle against your mind for a moment. <laughs> Or is or is that the the cloak? Jared's well, not going to tell you what, you, what your will say. Well, if if um if we're speak if we're sleeping in the same house, my detect scrying would ping off of its um if it was scrying, but if it was scrying, yeah, if it was just a spell. That what if it was scrying that didn't work? I will actually look. I believe I because <laughs> scrying entitles people to will saves. Yeah, I believe I get to if it fails, I get to make a roll. I think. Cool. For no compelling reason, look that up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This Sorry, GM. <laughs> no, that's that's. I think that detect scrying is we're inevitably going to find out enemies are scrying on us. To be honest, like I if, if yeah, it, I, I actually legit don't know the answer because yeah, yeah. If, you you your, if, if you make no, your will I mean, save, I mean, no I mean, one I mean, is scrying on you successfully. But I don't think um, the the people potentially scrying going to remain yeah, in the shadows indefinitely because Alagos has got this on every day. So well, sooner to be or later, honest, 
Uh, it wouldn't be on if it wasn't for silver and all the people who want a piece of silver. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I'm fairly confident that not that many people are going to be scrying on us, but no. lots of people are going to be scrying oh, on him. Where is the but line? But you, you don't, you don't <laughs> have to worry. Some yeah, of them may just be radical. Jack's put quite a lot of effort into the silver. Can you, at this point, give me an opposed scrying check? It does not originate from the Some of them could just be like areas of Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I wonder if this will let me see silver rose naked. Yeah. Now, if I do this right, can I get him in the shower? Uh, so <laughs> no, it's going to... You, uh, no, you automatically know if it's within... Yeah, yeah. silver's with that dreamy Nakoda now. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what those do, too, behind closed doors. Yeah. 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 32. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a natural 20. <laughs> I know who wants a piece of you. So, this actually, this actually isn't the first time, the, the, um, at the moment I've just called for that will save, because basically, when that happens, is fairly late, late at night, like when Silver's off in his own room and away out of your area. But at some point, you're going to intersect with him, and, and literally, it's somebody tries to scry on Silver fails, the spell runs out before he runs back into Elagos, so you don't detect that yeah. attempt, but you detect another attempt. So. I'm, I'm kind of imagining, like, um, Silver's bedroom is, like, up there, yeah. and I I don't sleep that much, because yeah. I'm an elf, so yeah. I'm downstairs reading in the library, yeah. and I'm sort of like, what? Yeah. But, but <laughs> I, either, either on this or another yeah. attempt, when you cross paths with Silver, and the, the stars are right for it, yeah. um, what you get is no one is scrying on you. Like you, you. It's basically you get no reaction until you suddenly get a sort of ping, ping yeah. going on in your mind. So it's nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. I'm enjoying the book. I'm reading. I'm eating breakfast. Cool. Silver's come down for breakfast. Silver's sitting eating breakfast. Maybe we've, we've talked for twenty minutes. We've finished breakfast. Silver's moved. Ping. Hmm. Yeah, no, okay, it's totally silver. <laughs> you walk away, no one is scrying on you. Ping, you are back in a scry. To so. be honest, if I'm getting ping pings, the first person I check yeah, is silver. Yeah. It, would be, it would be silver, Jack, yeah. Lucy, Garen, and, and that order. What you, get is, what, what you get is effectively, instead of ping, 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 you get boop, boop. Ah, a scrying attempt has just failed kind of thing. You go, hmm, the energies are still in the air. I weave this, I focus, I concentrate. What you can see is a woman leaning over a cauldron. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> like a, wow. red, a red cauldron in her robe. Stirring it and staring into it. Oh my it. gosh, she's so maleficent. And a hasty, a, a sort of flickering visual image of someone um, that you could identify pretty well at this point. Octavia Mandravius, of course, take a bow. I see we're more as the evil queen from Snow White. Yeah. She had a cauldron. It's kind of impressive that someone's out evil queening Leosa in the um, in the fashion world. Because, <laughs> like, that's actually pretty hard to do. <laughs> So yeah, Octavia is attempting to and failing well, to the problem, the problem is, yeah. is that Ilios is trying to look like a queen, whereas Octavia doesn't give a shit. Yeah, she's the high priestess of of, of Asmodeus. Yeah. Asmodeus yeah. is like, look as much of a devil as you possibly can. And <laughs> this is basically she has the wardrobe. This is basically when you've been back in the city about like three or four days. Mm. So the the line of logic is reasonably apparent to anyone who thinks about it. By this point, Octavia has heard that Silver Rose is back in the city because she yeah. made no 
real secret of it. She's going, hmm, what's, you know, where, what's Mordell up to? Where is he? Let's, let's find it, Scry. Find Scry. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to go. I should immediately, you know, brain goes, I should immediately go tell Silver this is happening because, you know, this is thing, and then thinks, this is somebody who's more powerful than Silver who's trying to get into Silver's head. If Silver knows that Octavia is massively trying to scry on her, um, um. he'll start getting more paranoid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all he really needs is higher will saves. <laughs> yeah, all he really needs is higher will saves. Like, give me will saves, bitch. So I'm not going to tell Sil- uh, Silver oh that Octavia tried to scry on him and failed. Because actually I'm fairly confident in Silver's ability to, you know... D- you know, not get scryed on. Yeah. So I'm just not going to tell Silver because I'm worried about making Silver more paranoid than he already is. Silver's small save is his lowest save. <laughs> yes, but I personally don't know that. I've seen you make quite yeah, a few goodwill saves in the same way that I've seen Lucy cast mass invisibility. Yeah. So you would doubtlessly be aware, um, as as Elagos, that it will be easier for Octavia to scry on her own son yes. than anyone else. Literally, yes. he gets will save penalties and things. Yeah. Um, but that, you know, a strong enough will will overcome anything. So that's fine. Yeah. No. In in the same way that I believe um, Lucy is an amazing sorcerer who can cast several yeah, levels. Yeah. Lucy is. Yeah. I need to have a conversation about that. I, um, yeah, but you like it that I admire you. Yeah. You know, you no, can't bear it. Um, I've seen Silver be really badass and make, you know, quite a few will saves, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, he can do it. And I don't want to tempt him to use the precursor artifact, so I'm just going to sit on this information and possibly, possibly see if I can cast non-detection on him at some point. <laughs> so, for, for the sake of the cameras, this sort of, you know, Elagos thinks this, and, and, and we sort of get the Elagos voiceover. Yeah, yeah, it's hard, oh, yeah, you know. Silver's mother is looking for him. Yeah. I should tell. I should tell him. Sudden flash. Im- that sort of flash image of Silver wearing the fine shred when dragon thing cloak and very confident. I should not tell him. <laughs> <laughs> and dum dum dum. That's what I'll leave. Yeah. 